What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Chaos Theory Podcast. I am your co-host, Ivan Nguyen, a.k.a. Kinetic, and across from me is, of course, my partner in crime, the Refly King, the human highlight reel, Kenneth Chaos Villalobos. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back. Episode three, man. We've made it this far. Happy to have you guys here. It's good to be back, guys. Oh, yes. And today's going to be a doozy of an episode because we have a powerhouse of a special guest here. Yes, sir. And uh, this man has done it all. He's beaten legends. He's taken countless wins, both online and offline. And he's going to give us his scoop, his uh, his tale of the tape, as, if you will, and walk us through uh, the madness that is lockdown. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce our special guest, Andrew Locke. Don't call me Lockwork. <laughs> Lockdown. <laughs> What's up, guys? Yo, thanks for having me on this. Yes, this is sir. Awesome, awesome space. I haven't seen you guys in like two years either, so this is just awesome all around. Yes, it's a great way to reconnect, man. It's been two years, brother, since been... since that uh, that event that we had at General Thrillers. All thrills, man. Yeah, pre-COVID. So what's been going on, man? What's uh, what's the latest? Nothing much, man. I just been uh, playing on Fightcade. Haven't doing the on the offline stuff so much anymore, but um, it's been really awesome seeing all the new players come out on Fightcade. There's so many guys who are putting out like putting in work right now that I'm trying to give the shine to. You know, we have like X Prominence, Phil Nasty, Manny Fresh, all these new dudes. The next generation. The next generation. The it's, new blood. It's the new age of heroes. It's in the title, and for yeah. that to be happening now in 2022, it's kind of surreal. It's awesome because yeah. we were all those dudes at one. Point. Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, so the, the general gist of of the show is to kind of go back to uh, your origins and talk about where you started and, um, your rise to where you're at today as a player, as a person and all that. Um, so for everybody who's listening, uh, Andrew has a very decorated history with the game. He's accomplished a lot. He's had both his ups and downs, just like everybody else. And you're going to be surprised at what he has to uh, to bring to the table. I'm not going to say too much because I'm going to let the man speak and, and kind of uh, give us his piece on everything. So if you're listening, if you're driving, just do me a favor. Relax. Okay. Close the blinds. Grab a DiGiorno pizza or something. It's a snack. Throw on your favorite Mike Yusasui combo video in the background. Okay. Um Get grab some, grab, whatever, grab whatever grab uh, whatever Wen's Marvel shirt or hoodie, throw it on, <laughs> and just get ready because you're about to be brought into the trap. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the trap. We're all in it for two hours. Yes, sir. I got that meter on deck. <laughs> so walk us through it, man. Where did it all begin for you? So I played Street Fighter growing up as a kid. Um, oh, really? I had a cousin who was really into Street Fighter, so he would come over and we'd play. He taught me how to do, like, Hadoukens and shit like that. But I never really took it seriously because as a kid, I was into other kids' stuff. Like, I was played sports a lot, and I never really competed in in Street Fighter. I would play with my cousin when he came over, but it wasn't really, like, that important to me because I could only play when he was there. And if he wasn't there, I would just play some other game that I could play, right? But then it wasn't until college that I got an MVC2. And I had experienced MVC2 at like a low tier level by it was like in the mall it was everywhere in the in the in the early 2000s right so i'd play at the mall okay play like mega man and cable and stuff like that but i never saw competitive marvel but in college one of my friends was really into what's that game where you danced dance dance revolution <laughs> ddr, DDR yeah. right and then, 
And then I didn't have a car. So he, every Friday he'd be like, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm heading to the arcade. If you want to go, you can go. I was like, cool. I'm not doing anything else. So I went to the arcade, Nickel City, Carmel Mountain Road in, down in SD. Okay. Um, and then I would go there just to hang out. And then there was a Marvel machine there, right? And then on the machine, there were there were legends like Genghis was playing Crisco. Oh, San Genghis. Diego. San Diego had a really rich scene back in the day. Wow. There was like Genghis. It's throwing it back, man. Crisco, yeah. Tommy Woodland, like all these dudes on the cab. And I would just go and watch and be like, yo, what is this game? I saw someone do the ROM event for the first time. I was like yo, there's more to this game than, like, j- jumping and doing hard punch with Mega Man? Like, yo, yeah. what is this, right? And so I started playing. Obviously, it got crushed because at, at that time, I picked, like, Spider-Man, Strider, and, like, Psylocke or some shit, and I just got crushed. No one said a word to me. I just put, him, <laughs> put up my 15 cents, got crushed, and, and went to the back of the line, and that was that. But then on the drive home that first night, I was thinking about this game, like, yo, I kind of want to play this game. And then, so at the time, there was no like, there were no Marvel streams. There was there was SRK, right? Right. And right. one of the dudes at the arcade told me, "Yo, check out this website called SRK. Like, if you go there, there's like all the stuff about Marvel. You know, just post up and the and the matchmaking forum on SRK when you're if you want to come play and you know see if see if people will actually be here. Okay. Right. So then I, I joined SRK. This is like '06, right? And then. I started going to the arcade every week and just playing and playing and people were just crushing me. I didn't win a single game for well, like... Well, not to interrupt you. So you joined SRK when? 06. 06. Okay, so for those of you listening, it's uh, shoreyoucan.com, a website with a bunch of forums. I think we've covered this before. Yeah, we actually uh, covered it in the uh, episode one. Episode one, okay. Episode two, actually, with Spartan two okay. as well. Were you a frequent poster? I don't think... I didn't post. I lurked. Oh, I lurked okay, the, I see. I lurked okay. the hell out of that He's forum. Because all the tech, all the tech, if people did post tech, which is not very common, it was on that forum. Okay, right. roger that. And I was mostly there for, for the matchmaking... Remember that that the matchmaking segment where you yes. post up because back in, back in the day you would post like, "Hey, I'll be at this arcade at seven and the people would see it and just roll through. So I used to check the thread to see when people were going to be there, and then yeah. if people were going to be there, I was there. Dude, sure. I'd ask my friend who rather, "Yo, yo, let's go to the arcade." So I just started playing, and everyone just crushed me, and no one no one would really like help me out with tips or anything. I was just playing this janky ass team, and, and no one really said anything except for Edgar. Edgar, smooth assassin, was the first oh, okay. one to believe in me. He saw me. He, he played against me. And he was just like, yo, that team is not working out for you. Like, you need to pick Strider. If you're going to pick Strider, you have to pick Doom. And I was like, Doom? What's that? Like, <laughs> why? Wait, wait, so what team were you rocking? You were rocking Strider? I was like, Strider was on my team, but Doom is on my team. It's like okay. Strider, Cyclops, and whichever third. Because I like to spam oh the screen. My, my, my whole style back then was to spam the screen with projectiles. So yeah, yeah. it would be like Iceman, Strider, Cyclops. I just throw projectiles the whole time. For sure. Obviously, it didn't work. And then so I was like, Strider, Doom, what's that? He's like, yo, it's a trap. Like, it's a trap. And yeah, I was yeah. just like, a trap? You know, and I didn't understand. So I started picking Strider and Doom without doing the trap. I would just, I would call Doom and throw more shit on the screen with Doom. And he's like, no, you had to trap them, right? And then so Edgar believed that he was the first to actually have faith in me. And he actually he actually played with me a lot. And he would actually tell me what I was doing wrong, which was huge. Because really? some players don't cr- just crush you, and then you're just like, I don't know what I did wrong. They don't he, tell yeah, you anything yeah. to improve. Yeah. Yeah. He, he always told me, like, yo, right there, you should have done this. Or, like, this team is not working out, or you have to change your team. And at the time, I thought he was being, like, a, a joke to me. Like, well, I like this team. Right? But then <laughs> I picked Sentinel because at the arcade, all the top players are picked Sentinel. They're, like, there's this guy named Ray Basto. He was from Temecula. And he had, like, there was the first time I saw someone do a, a, a reflight combo was Ray doing it. And I was like, yo, 
what the fuck was that? And then he's like, it's a refly, dude. And then so I started picking Sentinel on my team, inadvertently picking <laughs> the team clockwork before I even knew that that was a thing, right? Gotcha. And then I was team. like, all right, cool. I would pick Strider because I like, I, like, the only reason why I picked Strider is I like ninjas. There was no other reason. <laughs> I was like, yo, if, like, I played him in, in the first game, right? I played him MVC1, so I just picked Strider. I, I had no idea. So, yeah. <laughs> for sure. And, and for those of you guys that are listening, Andrew here, he's a uh, he's part of a very small percentage of players that, that use a team that not everybody uses or has messed with. Uh, his main team is Strider Hear You, Sentinel, and Doctor Doom. And if I'm not mistaken, there's only about maybe four or five Handful of players, yeah, they count them players on like one hand, bro. that have made some kind of, a, of an impact in the game. And yes. I think that you share the top two with yourself and with uh, Clockwork. Yes. So it's... It's a little different, you know, in, in a community where everybody picks Magneto, Storm, Sentinel, Cable, all that. Uh, it's tough to go up against a team like yours if you don't know what to, what to expect, especially if you've never faced it before. Oh, exactly. It's it's definitely you're you got to be ready to take some losses. That that's for sure. Yeah. So going back to um, Edgar giving you critique, it's rare, man. Back then, the game brought out the selfishness in a lot of people. Nobody wanted to give anybody tips because. There was a tournament coming up or, some, you know, you didn't want to, how, how am I going to help you get better? And then I have to compete against you, I don't know, the following later week on, or yeah. later <laughs> on. It, it just didn't make sense. So for him to do that for you, I, I give him mad respect yeah, for that. That was huge for me, right? Yeah. And then so I kind of, that year, I kind of like chugged along. I don't think I won a single game still out of anyone at the arcade. I was that bad at the game. But then we my all life... start somewhere, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I, I, you know, I, I try to keep myself in, encouraged, you know, because I was like, well, I just enjoy playing this game. If I'm winning, cool. If I'm losing, cool. Right. And but then my life changed. Uh -oh. So I was I was in the Bay Area. This is like during during break. Right. I was in the Bay Area and I, I couldn't go to the arcade anymore, obviously. So I post an, an SRK in the Bay Area thread like, hey, I'm in the area. Does anyone like is there anyone who wants to play? I love this story, by the way. And then freaking Chunksta yes. writes back to me. He goes, yo, we play in like in the East Bay. I'd like, I sent you the address. Come through. Like, and he didn't have to do that for me. Chunk was a top player at the time, right? Yeah. Chunk this, was, this, is, this is what year? It's like 07. 07, okay. Next year. Yeah. Early 07. Chunk was a top player at the time. He didn't have, he didn't have to hit me with that, but he did. Invite and I'm grateful like forever for Chunk for that. And so... I'm like, all right, cool. So I pack up my moss stick. I go over to the East Bay. And then in that house, it was like Krizzle, Chunk, Anthony, Cable Guy, CJ, F Champ, like all these top players there. I had no business being in that room. But instead of like being like, yo, who is this guy? Like, why is this guy here? Chunk was like, yo. And Korngo was there too. And then so Chunk was like, yo. Like he, he introduced me to everybody. He's like, yo, he's from SRK. And people were a little bit like cold towards me, but that wasn't like dumb. That was a that was like the old school mentality. Yeah. Like this is new guy trying to like learn this game. If he gets good, that's one more person I have to beat in pools at Evo. Yeah, it's exactly what we were just talking about. Yeah, right exactly now. what you're yeah. talking. And, about. And for those of you that are listening, uh, all of the names that Locke just mentioned right now, these are all players that were interchangeable in the top eight rankings of uh, tournaments, both West Coast and World. So he's not lying when he says that he was in a room full of killers. Yeah, I know. And it's it's got to be, it's got to add some pressure. Yeah, for sure. And at the time, I was too inexperienced to 
fully fathom how good these dudes were. I was like, well, I'm just happy to be able to play. And I just played. I didn't win a single match. I would just get crushed <laughs> by like, I played like Anthony Z. He just destroyed me. Krizzle destroyed me. And then I'm sitting there like at the end of the night, I'm sitting like in this corner, just like thinking. Chunk comes up to me. He's like, yo, I see potential in you. I will teach you how to play Sentinel. I can't teach you Strider Doom. I will teach you this character. Really? So then Chunk pulls out the CRT TV, plug in the Dreamcast. He sits in the training mode. He's like, this is what you want to go for. These are, your, these are your combos. This is how you move. And he pulled up every matchup. Magneto, all right, I'm Magneto. I'm, I'm, I'm in. Push block me. Super jump out. Laser, laser. You know, he taught me everything, the basics. Because I didn't understand so the more advanced sick, stuff. And, and this is like, everyone was like, had like, I don't know, like back then you'd play Marvel and sleep right after like people were just sleeping in the room and chunk was sitting there all the lights were out dimly room just me and chunk sitting there for hours as he taught me how to play sentinel right and i don't think i'd ever repay chunk for that because he was a top player though he didn't have to help me but yeah, he absolutely. did yeah. and then so with that knowledge i was like all right cool so i i played there that whole summer playing with quizzle and chunk and corngo and, and easy I, I i like entered a few tournaments up there and then i go back to school in, in SD and all of a sudden I, I go back to the arcade and I'm, like, I, I'm actually getting wins like my Sentinel's putting in work I'm like hanging I'm not like doing anything crazy with Sentinel and they're like yo this guy can play Sentinel now what happened yeah, like, like, what yes. happened to this guy and then Edgar Edgar at the time who always believed in me was like yo I told you this guy would be a problem one day and look that that, that day is almost here right I was still like not that great day of reckoning right and but, so, the, but the improvement is there yeah, it's, yeah. Th- these guys are noticing that you're not the same player that you were a year before, six months, six months before that. The evolution is happening. Yes. Yeah. And as I got better, I was like, yo, I want to like stop playing at the arcade with you guys and join the, the sessions that everyone has. Because in back in the day in SD, there were crews. There was like the casual cartel. There was like, oh my goodness. There was like the top player crew, which is like Genghis and Ray Boss and all those guys. And they all played with each other. And I was like, so like, how the heck can I join in on, on these sessions? Right. But I didn't have a like, I don't know, I didn't have a crew. And so I would just have basically that the, the whole next few years, I just played with people that I had met, like at the arcade who weren't all, like also weren't as good. And so we, we couldn't play with the top players. So, like, yeah, we, you know, we'll, we'll just play with each other. <laughs> so, OK, so I chugged along. I went to Evo both years. Oh, seven. Oh, eight. I, I started going to Evo. I like drowned in pools in Evo. Didn't do anything. But I was there. I was just not very good. Bro, I had no idea. I had no idea that you you were playing back then. When I first met you, I thought you were just barely coming onto the scene. Yeah, no, I've been playing a while, but it wasn't like a priority to me because, you know, I, I just didn't have a crew to play with. And yeah. I was like, there was other stuff in my life that, you know, I would, I like, I wasn't getting much out of Marvel. You know, I was like, the time I'm putting in, I'm not getting very much out because I'm not like, you know, and I'm like it's it's my fault you know but i didn't really take it seriously enough to the point where i was like oh i can i can really improve but i did improve a lot but i just wasn't seeing the results the results that i wanted like i went to evo and then i just like i drowned in pools after playing with chunk i drowned in pools you know so mentally that was like well i guess i'm not meant to play this game right so i chugged along the next few years evo 07 evo 08 drowned in pools both years and it wasn't until 09 like, I put the game aside for a bit, you know, and then 09 PS3 came out. And that was another game changer for me because the community that I, like, wanted to be a part of, all of a sudden it was there. But it was just online. I met Ivan through online. Yeah. We met playing on PS3. And yeah, we did. All of a sudden in 09, like, access to top competition without all the, all the politics of, like, oh, no, like, yes. this guy's not in my crew. Yes. Like, without the politics of 
being in someone's crew or, or having like a crew of top players that suddenly was all, had access to them it was all gone and yeah. people just play online like i started playing against ivan i played against like uh carlos um i started playing against telly a lot yeah and there was no like politics involved it's like hey if you want to play let's play yeah. right and, and so man we would run sets <laughs> till the dude we would be all the morning all, all till, the break of yeah. dawn. <laughs> till the break of dawn man that was a crazy time when it. i came out so all of a sudden like my interest in the game came back and i was like yo i kept top competition at any time yeah yeah i don't know who they are and, and, and they don't care who i am but i can like lab stuff and test it immediately yeah that's awesome. just like the efficiency of playing to me like instead of having to drive to the arcade hope that someone's there drive home so, like i can just turn on the ps3 all of a sudden like top competition is right there waiting yes. for me you know that's a game changer so then it kind of brought brought my love for the game back like yo instant comp like instant top competition yep. i don't need a crew or anything i can just play yeah. right there's two it's it's funny that you say that there's two different perspectives when it comes to that online did everything that you just mentioned which was give everyone a platform to compete evenly uh, i mean assuming that you accept the invite right <laughs> um but there, but there are people that i can name a few that loathe the fact that online came into into play because they enjoyed having the person next to them and you know you couldn't just leave the lobby right if you take a loss or whatever and go somewhere else if you wanted to play you'd have to put put your quarter up and and square up against the person next to you right that's true so there are people that that are for it and then there's people that just feel like that just killed the the arcade scene altogether i see both sides because if you're a guy that lives in you know buttfuck egypt and and you (laughs) want to play and you want to play marvel online is your is your best bet you know right um so i do like the fact that you were able to just turn it on and yeah i mean i remember what it was like back then the lobbies were just packed with people every day every Every, night every every single day i would i would even argue that towards the the evening time and the nighttime is when the beast really came out usually during the day uh, i mean it's there's there's some lobbies there but at night is when it it really got cracking like it was 24 7 back then yeah, I know newer players can't really imagine it, but anytime you turned on your PS3 or Xbox back then, it was like somebody was stacked, on, yeah, yeah, and everyone was good. Um, somebody was on, and this is back when ranked matches actually yeah. were were a thing. Yeah, you know, people cared about the rankings and all yeah. that, and you were hoping that the person that you lost, you'd bump into them again, yeah, you know, a little bit <laughs> later on for real, and then. <laughs> So even, so th- so then what happened? What happened? So then you I started playing top players on okay. online um Telly, David Lee and I played a lot actually. Oh, David Lee. And offline that never would have happened. I would not be like, "Hey, I'll come to your house or whatever, let's play." That would but online I could he was all of a sudden within reach to me and yeah. he'd play with he and he would be super cool like, you know, on PS3 you can send chat messages. He'd be like, "Yo, that was nice, you know, good stuff." And then so I was like, "Wow, all of a sudden like I'm playing top players and, you know, I feel like it's worth it." Because you're only as good as as the competition you play, right? So I was like, okay, I'm playing all these killers. I'm I'm improving my game. Like this is fun for me. I'm competing, right? And then at the time, I think 2010 or 2011, MVC3 came out, and that kind of changed things because a lot of people moved over to that game. And yeah, I remember those years are kind of hazy to me, but I was basically online from 09, and then MVC3 came out, um, and then. It was kind of a lull, like Evo stopped being a thing. Like it was still a thing, but I didn't go. Like I was just like, well, I'm just gonna stay online because I was full on like committed to the the, the PS3 lifestyle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it wasn't until like 13 
I don't know what happened in 13, but it came back. And that's that's Evo where I met you. Yeah. 2013, that was a big Evo. And I w- wasn't even going to go to the Evo because, you know, I was content just playing online or whatever. And then Jtron and I got into this thing on a Facebook group where he was talking, <laughs> or someone was, someone online, this is all like from online play. Charlie Gobbler, someone said like, yo, this guy is a problem talking about me, right? And then Jtron was just like, yo, I don't care who you are and you play that team. Like, you can't beat me. And then so I <laughs> That's was like, right. Jtron's um, one of the main pillars of uh, Regency Fun Center Arcade back in late 2000s. Yeah. Um, Rotron player, yeah, Rotron. Yeah, so he, he picked Magneto, Cable Sentinel, and As he also well played Matrix. Matrix, Team Matrix, Storm Sentinel, which is probably why he thought he Cyclops. could, he could beat. Um, yeah, and yeah. Like, it's funny because me and J Turn are so cool now. Like we're really good friends That's now. Absolutely, but back yeah. then, he it's was like, awesome. I don't care. It wasn't personal towards me. He's like, I don't care who you are. Like this team can't beat me. The only reason why is because until it wasn't up until you started taking people out, Clockwork was always the measuring stick. There were, there were people that would try to pick up the team and use it in a gimmicky way or something like that. Yeah. And they would always say, oh, you're not, you're no clockwork. It was always clockwork the being the reference point. So he probably thought, oh, you're just another Joe yeah. Schmo that's that's trying yeah. to pick up this team. So he, he, didn't, he didn't really feel a threat, right? No. So, that, so then what happened? What did you guys do? Like a first to... We did a first to seven. It's on YouTube still. It's still okay. up there. I show up. I show up at Evo and I meet you. I remember walking to the bar and I was like, yo, I, I was kind of like, yo, what's up? I'm locked down. I, I like liking videos at YouTube. <laughs> hey, what's up, brother? How you <laughs> yeah. And, I, and then you're like, who the fuck are you? Right? Who's this? Like, and I was like, I was with Nick Guy. So What do you want me to sign? <laughs> I went to Evo with Nick Guy because I had no like I had no crew at the time like all the online people I didn't know I was like I don't yeah. know who these people are so I played with Nick guy all the time and then so I was like hey I think I'm going to Evo and Nick guy was like cool let's go to Evo so I roomed with Nick guy that Evo I remember. that's that's how out of the scene I was like I was rooming with some from opposite coast cuz my own coast like all all my friends that I played with had moved on from the game to 3 or whatever and I was like all right well I'll just room with with this guy yeah. and then we actually saw you walking into the room I remember that yeah, yeah it was me and Nick guy yeah and then so I go to Evo to play against to play that match and i remember walking to the bar and like people are like who is this guy and then people thought i came in from online you know i was like oh this guy started playing online which is not true i started playing that's what i thought that's what i thought i thought oh hey good luck man you know (laughs) keep on keep on trucking you know so i squeak by them that match and i I beat jaytron like seven five or something nice and then on the on the footage you can see like the entire crowd behind me watching like yo who is this guy like roundhouse is sitting right behind me like not knowing who that who the heck i was and then that's when it changed for me because I met everybody that I saw from online. Like that Evo 2013, everyone came out. I remember everyone came out to the Evo. I met all these faces like, oh, I'm, I'm him online. When I was like, oh, crap, I play against you all the time. And all of a sudden, I had a, a community around me yeah. of people that I knew. Like you, I met you that Evo too. Yeah. Yep. So it's kind of like all of a sudden online brought me all these friends I wouldn't have otherwise had. Yeah. Right. Because obviously I tried that way the first time and, you know, it, it didn't really work out. And that and that was when I met Pasadena because I was trying to make friends. Right. I went to Evo yep. and then he was sitting in the corner by himself. And I was like, yo, what's up, man? What's your name? He's like, you know, Mr. Pasadena. And I was like, oh, you're Mr. Pasadena. And did he, like, he really did yeah. he really say Mr. Pasadena? <laughs> he said, I'm Mr. Pasadena. And then <laughs> and then I was like, oh, crap, like good stuff, man. And then, you know. I started talking to him, and then we we eventually became friends, which led to me playing with him in abs. And that's when I really started to, like, improve, which when I was like, oh, yeah, I had these dudes to play with. We're we're all cool, you know? And I wouldn't have met him if not for online, because it turned out he played on PS3, too, and we we actually played all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So it's kind of like, I know people bashing online, but I really got a sense of community 
from online. Um, and I still play online, you know, because you get experience to players and people and styles that you wouldn't otherwise get. Yes. Right? Yeah. How much it matters, I don't know. It's subjective, man. What it matters, what, what, you're, what you're emphasizing right now is the sense of community and camaraderie that you obtained from the online community. And I can agree with you completely with that because some of the, the best friends that I have today that I talk to on a daily basis, I have a, I have a best friend that is in Canada and I talk to him on a daily basis. You know, We just exchange memes back and forth. So right. without the online Marvel era, I guess... Where would we be? We be without it. As far as gameplay and engine, I mean, that's a whole different story, yeah, right? That's a whole right. kind of worms. We'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. But we can unravel. I that. I'm really happy that you were able to find your love for the game again through the through the online platform and meet the people that I mean, you're going to see Daryl later on today. Yeah. So it did bring some good. It definitely so, did. You know, and I, I feel like people focus so much on like, oh, online sucks. And they're yeah. like, yeah, it does suck. Yeah. I never I noticed, I never said, oh, I love playing online. Yeah, no one has ever argued <laughs> that. I never said on PS3 is the best. I yeah. never said that. Right, right. No one ever says that. No one says that, yeah. It's just like, yo, it's cool to have the game at your fingertips whenever you want, whenever it's convenient for you, you know, and you can make friends through it. And that's yeah. it. Just, I don't, I never took it too seriously. And that's why I think it worked out so yeah. well for me. If I lost online, if I won online, I didn't care. I was like, yo, yeah. quick. I'm, Quick, so quick backstory. Yeah. yeah, just just a, just a quick backstory for the listeners. The reason why we're we're, we're touching up on this is uh, there are differences between the online version of of this game and the one that we're used to for competitive purposes, which Correct. is Sega Dreamcast. The game, if I'm not mistaken, was rebuilt from the ground up for both Xbox Live and PS3. Yes. Yeah. So there were certain things that were added in, I guess, unintentionally, and things that were left out. So if you're a person who knows the game inside and out and you have certain habits in your gameplay, they wouldn't work out as well online. Certain things you could do, certain things you can't. Right. And that's why a lot of there are a lot of players, especially OG players, that don't like it for that reason. And if you play a long set with somebody and you lose, <laughs> the easy excuse is, well, that wouldn't happen if we played in person on Dreamcast. Right. And in certain situations, I would be one of those people. <laughs> I'm not afraid to admit it. So going back to Jtron, okay, so you you so you take him out seven five. Yeah. Did you guys run it back? Or we did, did okay, and he beat me that time. Uh oh. So then I guess it, it ended up even, but then we were still talking about it for some reason. I don't I don't remember. It was a long. Oh, time you guys ago. are still going at it. We're still like he was saying that like because people were like oh like this guy this random dude came off the street and beat Jtron. He's just like well like even though he beat me in the run back it was off stream. Even back then like if it didn't happen on stream it didn't happen you know yeah. And I was just cool about it. I was like yeah cool it's we're, we're even or whatever. And then he was people were I don't know posting about it still and he's like okay I'll play you in this high stakes money match at the next major and I was like okay maybe I don't know I didn't really care that much about it. I just went back to the PS3 and I was doing that. And then it, it turned out one day I was in town at the arcade. Like I, I was at round one up in Long Beach. Okay. And I hit up Jtron like, hey, I'm by your arcade. Let's hang out, whatever. And then we just chilled at Regency and played. And all of a sudden the beef was squashed. That was it. I was just like, let's just hang out. Like, no tiebreaker? No. No, nothing. We wow. just played. Like we, I just showed up to the arcade because I wanted just... to see. Because I, I always heard about the arcade. And then, let's run some games. Yeah, let's yeah. just play, dude. And then, and then we're super chill. We've been super chill since then. But yeah. But Jtron, like having a, a competitive, like kind of challenge in front of you like that, it really makes you grind. The same thing happened yeah. to me years and years later, like when I had a competitor in front of me, like Mike Infinite, and I was like, I'm gonna, and that was that's when I was playing my best. Yeah, like early 2020 yeah. when I, you know. So, 
So you and Jatron squashed. I mean, it was a, a brief rivalry, yeah. I guess you could say. Okay, so moving past it, we're in 2014. 14, yeah. 14. What happened that year? Oh man, 14 okay. was a was a good Evo too. We had a, a really good string of Evos. Uh, we had a team tournament that year. We really did. I'll yeah, never forget. Can you, you yeah. hit me with something? I was about to <laughs> take a match off you, and I remember my Doom Assist pop your Sentinel up in the corner. And you came down with jab, jab, land, jab, jab, rock a bunch of super on Strider and do. Remember that? I think so, yeah. I was so salty. I was team like, Team first place. Yeah. We were team, team, team first place. place. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it, was, was it was me, Ray, and Roundhouse. Yeah. And then Team Scumbag was me, Abs, and, and, and Pasadena. That's right. We got second place. Now, if I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken, in the singles tournament, you ran into Chris Schmidt, I right? I did run into All right, Chris t- Schmidt. Talk to us about that. All right. So I was... When I found out I had Chris Schmidt next, I didn't know what version of Chris... First of all, I didn't know Chris was in the tournament at that time. It's like I saw the bracket and I was like, "Whoa, I have to play Chris Schmidt." And the well, whole, for, for those for those listening, give us give us what you what Chris Schmidt what Chris Schmidt means to you as a player. So who is he? I'll just say immediately, my head went to like I freaked out a little bit. My head went to all the seasons beatings videos where I saw Chris Schmidt beasting. And I was like, "Holy crap! I gotta play this guy." And I had ma- killer. I had, I had massive respect for him. I still do, you yeah. know. And so I kind of like took a deep breath took a walk i was just like wow i gotta play chris schmidt like, it, it's a lot of pressure i mean at one point he was considered to be the best ever right yeah well, yeah. Not, well not ever but well the not best ever, at, but at a certain yeah in a certain time i would say like 2008 or so yes it's around okay the and then i look over so i was supposed to play chris schmidt in a few minutes i look over and preppy setting this camera and i was like oh crap i'm gonna get preppy's website like oh no like shout out to preppy Prep, without preppy i wouldn't be, he was have setting been able up to watch the tri- anything he was setting up the tripod yeah and then so i have to play Wait, chris schmidt was this, and, the, was, was this the evo that i was right behind you just coaching you weren't really coaching but I you think, remember like yeah yeah was this the you same were definitely no? behind me hyping me up okay really i couldn't have done it without you you were there yeah i was, yeah, I was there behind him yeah but yeah. so anyway, I play Chris Schmidt, and I'm kind of like, my hands are kind of sweaty. I'm like, oh, man, I got to play this guy. Yeah. Like, and in my head, I can't get all the, the, the videos. Of my, it was like four years ago. It, it was At that point, he was four years removed from this, from that time. So I was like, oh, man, like this is going to be tough. And so I, like, I chat with him before. Super nice guy. Yeah, he was like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I was like, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm stoked to finally meet you, you know. And he was cool about it, right? Super cool, man. And then so we, we play, and then I, I got bopped the first round, like, easily. And to make matters worse, Dark Prince is there in Chris Schmidt's corner. You can hear it on the video. Yeah, that's Dark right. Dark Prince was like that's saying, right, like, dude, this guy yeah. sucks. Like, all this stuff, like, in my ear when I'm playing. And I'm like, I have to tune this guy out. And then my 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 friends, like Nick Guy and then you, they, they hear Dark Prince going at it. And so people start hyping me up when I'm playing. And the yeah. second round, like, I win pretty convincingly. And I just, I keep it going for the next two rounds. Like, he missed a bunch of stuff. Because Chris, at that time, wasn't really playing MVC2, you right. know? Um, so... The final round, I'm up like 2-1, and then Dark Prince turns him and he goes, pick Matrix, pick Matrix. And I'm like, I hope he picks Matrix because this MSP is yeah. freaking scary. Yeah. And then Chris, and my, I got so lucky, he, he actually listened and picked Matrix. Really? Right? Yeah. Yeah, he did. He picked Matrix, and then I somehow landed some random super in, in the air with Doom, and I yeah. won that match. And, you know. That's all she wrote? Yeah. <laughs> okay. There's, there's one thing that I, I do want to say about that. A lot of people will say... Because you mentioned it a couple times, you're saying that he's not he had, he's not active. He's four years removed and all that. Mm. If you're gonna enter a tournament and you're gonna pay that entry fee, you need to be ready. Yeah. That I mean, it, it, it falls I back on that agree person. With this, by the way, if you're gonna cop out and say, well, yeah. I mean, if I was playing or if I was in my prime or whatever, that doesn't fall back on the person that beat you. If if you prepared and you did the work, I mean, what yeah. else, what else what else can you say? Right. A lot of people like to fall. I mean, we'll touch we'll touch on that later, I was obviously. Say, yeah, but we'll, we'll but that's that. that's one thing that I 
I can't stand is if if we're going to run a set or if I bump into into you in tournament and you haven't done your research or you haven't done the work, then I don't know what to say. It shows one way or the other. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't know what to yeah, say. And, you know, and Chris himself was super cool about it. He just he gave me a handshake. Yeah, he yeah, he, good stuff, Yeah, man. absolutely. And absolutely. that was that. As, you know? as he should. You know, no excuses, nothing like that. It's just you take your L and you move on, as you should as a player. So who, t- who took you out that tournament? You did. Oh, shit. <laughs> you, I, yeah, remember, it's on YouTube, dude. <laughs> I, ran, I ran into you in Losers. I don't know why you're in Losers. Well, this is awkward. Uh, Josh360 <laughs> Josh took 360, me out. Josh360, that's right. Yeah, it was you. Some Something happened that tournament. And I know that Ray's going to hate me for this but because uh, he wanted to talk about it uh, the next episode. But Ray was supposed to face, uh, I think... Something happened where they switched the bracket because it was it was going to be me versus Ray, and then Josh versus Sanford, I think. And they switched it. They said, "Oh, well, it's two East Coast guys and two West Coast guys, so we're going to switch it so that way you both play each other." You know, so Sanford ended up taking out Ray, and then Josh took me out. So then it was Sanford versus Josh in the winners' finals, I remember that. and I was waiting in, in losers. So I, I met I met up with Ray in the losers bracket. I took him out. Unfortunately, I had to take him out, and then I beat Josh in losers finals to catch up to Sanford. But Ray was super upset about that, and and I was too because, I mean, you don't mess with the brackets, right? Yeah, it's a completely different match. You just too. you you play it as it lies, and, yeah. and that's it. But, um, it could have been a different tournament, I think. But yeah, whatever. That, that that's besides the point. Um, so 2014 ends. Uh, Evo ends, right? Did you do anything else that at that event? Any money matches? Any exhibitions? No, um, I just yeah. If I did, I don't. I, I, it's been a long. It's time been a while, dude. Know, it's been a while. So what happened afterwards? So you went back to online. Yeah, you, I went did, back to online. In between all these events, I was going back to online. Right? Okay. Or I'd play with Abs in Pasadena. And that was pretty much always playing with local them. sessions. Yeah. At this point, nobody from SD. You're you're living in SD at this point, right? Yeah. All right. No, nobody from the local scene has is. Hitting you up for Absolute, sets. Every, yeah. Everybody's moved on. They all, everyone moved on. Damn, that sucks, dude. Yeah. So I didn't really have anyone to play with, and that's why even now, if I want to play, I gotta, you know, you gotta make the drive. Yeah. yeah unfortunately. Wow. So, um. Did you travel anywhere else? Any any majors? Nope. Else? <laughs> 14, just online, no, right? Just online, dude. Okay. Fourteen, fifteen. We're all just like, Evo is pretty much the only thing I went to those years. Okay. But in fifteen, uh, what's that arcade called? UGC. I would be going there every yeah. month. Yeah, fifteen was a good year, man. We went to UGC every month. Um, UGC was a gaming center called uh, the Ultimate Gaming Center. Yeah. It was located. Uh, damn, what city was it? Panorama City. Panorama, Panorama, Panorama city. city. Yeah, so it was a nice, a nice little spot that had uh, multiple console setups. Um, nice little spot to chill at. Well, we had a lot of tournaments there, a lot of exhibitions. I yeah, think yeah. Uh, Chris Schmidt uh, played Servbot. He did. He beat there. He played there. Um, that, that's the the place where I had the the mural, the Sentinel mural. Yeah, that's right. Play, that's a spot. That's yeah, a yeah, spot. That's yeah, and, and they tore it down, man. I think they got hit with like a copyright infringement, something like that. Something like that. And they had to not only close it down, but they had to scrub the the YouTube channel. So what? so if you look it up, there's nothing on UGC. So Jtron beat me uh, in a tournament, um, at that place in grand finals. Really? And that video's gone. So if you didn't rip it from YouTube, it's just gone forever, man. That's unfortunate, man. There's a lot of videos that are, are just, just gone over the years. Time. Uh, side note: my my set with Neo 
our first of 15, it's gone. Strider Zero, it got, it got hit with a copyright claim or something like that. And it, it's it's gone. Dang. So did it really happen? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so you were going to UGC. Yeah. Anything notable? I mean, you've always been a really neutral cool guy yeah, no issues really. yeah i know yeah. anybody i just showed to compete man like it was a it, it was a rambat season so i'd be like yo yeah. I, I show up i compete and i hope i place high if not whatever yeah no worries you know yep so always had a good mentality yeah so sure. what, what was the next rivalry that you had so it wasn't until like man i want to say 2019 oh my god it's a long time because i was just like cruising by because i never really took it that serious you know i was like i love to compete but I'll, I'll play with you online. I'll play offline. Now, there's a tournament. I'll show up. I'll compete. But I never really had beef with anybody, you know. And it's 2019. So fast forward to EVO 2019. Um, I, I like – so Fuji throws that $100 entry tournament, right? Then I oh, the, the high rollers. Yeah. Yeah. And then I lose to Tone. Um, and then I get sent to Losers where I have Mike Infinite, right? And then I never played Mike before. Mike Infinite, uh, East Coast player, uh, picks Rotron. Rotron. And Rotron. Spiral as well. No, not Spiral. <laughs> yeah, uh, like, he picks a Scrub or a Scrub Clops. I, I don't think so. I think he no, only picks Team Row. Just Team Row? I've only ever seen seen him pick Team Row. Anyway. So Magneto on point. Yeah. Magneto, Cable, Sentinel, a Rocket Punch. Uh, he's an old school player. He recently started getting back into the scene, right? Yeah. A couple years back. Super old school. Super yeah. OG. So you bump into him in Losers? And Losers, right? Okay. And I had never like played against Mike before and his style, like Mike has a really unique, a unique style that threw me. Like he was really good. Like he's really patient. His Magneto would kind of like be near you, but not really attack you. And I was kind of like, I don't like, I never fought <laughs> this kind of style before. Yeah. So I, I, I lose to Mike at Evo. Like he, he's like, he pieces me out of, of that tournament. Right. Goodness. And then it was all cool. And then later that tournament, we go to the salty suite and I play the set with Mike. Cause I'm like, yo, let's play. Cause I want to like try to find out how to beat this guy. <laughs> and on, Mike let, beats me again. Let me, let me, let me cut you off right there. <laughs> so for those of you that are listening, the salty suite is yes. a term that we would use to describe somebody who would host in their hotel room, um, after the tournament or after, you know, during the nighttime after the, the ballroom would close. And that's where you would have your money matches. That's where you would have your your exhibitions. They called it the salty suite because if you lost to somebody during the day, you'd want to run it back that exactly. night. So a lot that's exactly what happened. But I used it for. Oh, okay. I lost him in the tournament. I see him at the salty suite. I was like, "Hey, we should play." And Mike, oh, we should, yeah. We yeah. Should. And oh, we then Mike should. beats me again. I'm like, no. and then I turn to Josh Wigfall. I'm like, I don't know how to beat this guy. Like, it just his style was so weird, and the the tapes. Are somewhere like Chris Matrix has him or something, but like I'm just getting shot left and right. I didn't know how to beat this guy. Like his style was just weird to me. He was really good, and I gave him props. Like, yo, good stuff. You're like that was my personal demon right then at that moment. I was like, I can't beat Mike, right? And then so Bots Three comes around, and then on No <laughs> Frills, uh, they're asking like, oh, like which West Coast people are you concerned about? And Mike was like, I'm not worried about lockdown because you know I shoot like, the infamous line, I shoot lock. It's like, I shot him at the tournament. I shot him after the tournament. I shot him in the line for the bathroom. I shot him here. And that's like, I mean, that's true. I did lose to Mike. And then, but at that point I was just like, all right, I can't lose to Mike. Like at that yeah. point I was just like, all right. You know, and, and it's, that takes a lot of guts, man. For somebody to say it, the equivalent of I own your soul. Yeah. Right. right. It wasn't like, personal. I, ne I never felt it was personal though. But no, like, no. in the game, I was like, that's true. He does beat me in this game. And like I, people would say, people would say, and I've seen it. People would say that I own Sanford's soul. But I mean, I, I never said that. It's just 
the results kind of speak for themselves. I guess yeah. you could no, say. No, and Mike's results spoke for himself. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like. I didn't have an issue with him saying that. I was like, all right, cool. That means I have to step up my my shit. That's right. right. That's Absolutely. right. Like it was all on me at that point. Mike had already proved he can beat me. It was like, all right, it's on me now. And then so prior to bots, I was like, I'm gonna fight against Team Rotron. And then San Diego, the only Team Rotron I knew was Edgar. I was like, yo, I'm gonna play against Edgar all the time. So I played against Edgar all the time. Nice. You know, it wasn't quite like Mike, but I definitely you know got got used to that road matchup. So a lot of people don't know this, aside from the people who are in the room, but I played Mike second round of bots. And people, oh, it's Lockdown versus Mike Infinite after all the crap Mike talked on No Frills, right? Okay. And then I'm like... I so up so a, can, can you explain to the, the people listening what bots is? So Battle of the Strongest 3 is a, was a round robin in December of 2019. Um, bots 1 was Sanford versus Yipes. Bots 2 uh, featured only East Coast players. And bots 3 was the first time that they included West Coast players. Nice. It was a round robin. Everyone plays everyone. Because, you know, sometimes in tournaments, you can get lucky if you cruise by somebody. Oh, for sure. In this format, you know, you it, have to play everybody. You have to play everybody, yeah. and it showed yeah. who was the best of that particular player pool. I right? remember that was an all-day thing, man. It's uh, an endurance thing it too. Took hours. Yeah, yeah. It, it that was the most burnt out I've ever felt playing Marvel. So you knew how 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 much time did you have before you you played Mike, where you knew you were going to play him? Um, to, to do your mental preparation. I th I think they just if I recall they called the match like exactly right then as like, oh, oh man Rock versus Mike and no I was like, time to oh, prepare huh? and then the night before I'd be playing with against Potter using Team Row okay everybody knew because I remember when that episode of No Frills went live my phone blew up like yo do you see what Mike said yo do you see what Mike said and I was like <laughs> yeah I saw it you know it's on me now yeah right it's on me now to like prove him wrong and so I play Mike and only the people who were in the room saw it happen because the Vaz got no sound on them. But I beat Mike at bots and I pop off. Did you really? I said, oh. I slam the stick and, I, and I'm like, fuck yeah, whatever. And I pop off a mic and the whole room is just like, whoa, lockdown's popping off. But I was like, it wasn't directed towards Mike. It was more like a personal, like, I felt like I freed myself from this this demon. Right? Yeah. I was like, like, got this monkey off I like Mike a lot. Like, we're, we're cool. But I was like, I got this monkey off my back. Yeah. Like, finally, retribution. And, as and you I, should, man. As you should. It's that, that's. I know exactly what that feeling feels like. Yeah, but the, yeah. the demon is gone. Yeah. You, you've overcome it, or yeah. so I thought. Because uh -oh. that demon came back one more time, and then so I, I pop off, I slam the stick, everything, and people are like, "Yo, he popped off!" And then whatever result, it was all cool. And then later, a few months, a few months go by, and I'm like, "All right, cool, that's past me." And then Chris hits me up. He's like, "Hey, come over here and play at exhibition Mike <laughs> exhibition match versus Mike." And I was like, oh, crap, like this stuff again, you know? Like going all the way back to the East Coast. Yeah. And I went by myself, too. I was like, all right, Damn, cool. Like, man. I'll come out. And I went there alone. And this is a whole separate thing. But I, I go out there to play Mike, and there's also a tournament. So I'm like, cool. Like, it's a tournament. Like, if there's a tournament and I'm there, I'm entering. So I enter yeah. the tournament, and I, and, I, and I do pretty good in the tournament. Like, because I had practiced so much. Like, once, once Chris was like, hey, come out here for an exhibition match with Mike. I was like, cool, I'll do it. But then... I was going to prepare for it because the reason why I prepare so much is because I respect Mike as a player. Of course. If absolutely. I didn't respect him, I'd be like, yeah, sure, whatever. I can, I yeah, can do right. this. Just show I was just like, yo, I'm going to like grind for the next few weeks. So if you played cable in SoCal, I was at your house, dude. I played with Potter. Like I stayed overnight at Potter's so house just oh playing God. against his team row. Shout out to Potter, man. I could have done that without him, but he trained me in that match. Like he knew what was going on. Uh, he was like, yo, I don't, I can't lose this. Especially when I felt like the whole coast was on my back at that point. Because I was the only one. I was like, if I go out for West Coast and I lose, like, West Coast lost, yeah. right? And then 
and it wasn't like a coast coastal pride thing it was like a me thing because if i'm that if i'm that representative i will do everything i can to bring my a plus 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 game so i play with potter awesome, the man. night before i left i flew out to new york i drove and played with duck like I was ready oh for that cable well, match. What more do you want? Yeah, like play with Potter yeah. and Duck. They prepare me for that match. Duck was Team Row. He actually has a really good Team Row. And so I had so much respect for Mike. I was like, I'm not going to take this guy lightly. Like, this guy's beaten me before. He's proven he can beat me. I'm going to go out there like, and, and just hope and just know that I prepared as much as I could. So I go out there, and then I th- there's a tournament, like I said. And I do pretty well in the tournament. And all of a sudden... I'm in grand finals at the tournament. I'm like, well, I'm in grand finals. <laughs> like, nice. I'm such an unassuming player, right? And I'm in grand finals, and I'm, fl- I'm playing Sanford. Nice. And I'm just like, oh, cool, grand finals versus Sanford. And the moment didn't really hit me at the time because I'm used to like tournaments where, oh, grand finals. It's like it's a small thing in the corner, a TV there, and the, like five people watching. This is on a stage, right? Yeah. It was a big whole like DK through this thing. It was this whole production, and, and you know. And I was like, whoa, I'm on the stage. And I look out at the crowd. <laughs> I'm just like, whoa, I'm on, I'm on the stage. It's like now, surreal. Then I look across from me and Stanford's there. And I was like, yo, I'm on the stage with Stanford. <laughs> and, and the moment was kind of big for me at the time. Like, it wasn't too big, but I was just like, whoa. Like I started out as a kid who like would lose at the arcade and now I'm here. Yeah. So I had to process that. Like, whoa, like I never thought. I'd it's be- a moment. It's a moment that you have to soak in. And you know what? A lot of people don't get to experience it, unfortunately. But that yeah. main stage feel, nothing like it, man. Yeah. So, that, so, so what happened? Oh, what happened? I got bought by Sanford. That's oh. what happened. Like, I, I lost to Sanford. It's all on YouTube. All the matches I'm bringing up, they're on YouTube. You can go watch them. And also, an emo that I have on my Twitch is from my face after Sanford pulled this crazy comeback on me. When I'm, when I'm like, it's called, it's called the salt down face because I was all salty. I was like, wow. Not at Sanford, but I, because I had the match and I, and I, and I dropped it. But anyway, that's respect for Sanford. He beat me. He was in losers too, so he beat me two sets. And oh, then, and I was just like, "Yo, good stuff, Sanford." I've I've always had so much respect for Sanford. Yeah, you know, right. Um, he plays other games, but he still comes around to show love to NBC too, and, that, and that's that's awesome to me, right? So then I have to play Mike after that, but unfortunately for Mike, I was already warmed up for being on that stage. <laughs> you know, oh. I was like, oh, I've been on the stage, like <laughs> there's like a crowd there and everything, and I was alone. Like usually, I'm used to playing with like my boys. Like Ivan's always rooting for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. or like Daryl's like talking crap to the other guy. But I was like by myself, and I was like, all right, so I'm gonna put my headphones on and pretend I'm playing on PS3. It's <laughs> 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 like pretend I'm on PS3, it'll all be fine, and it, it worked out. You know. <laughs> so you guys did first to ten. First to ten. Right, and what was the score? I believe it was ten five. Oh man. Yeah, I, I I prepared a lot. You know. So the work spoke for itself, obviously, with the score. Yeah. When you have a score like that, it's it's pretty much the nail in the coffin, right? It's very definitive. Do you guys plan on playing any future sets? I mean, I'm sure if you, if we're in the same room or whatever, yeah, you yeah, guys for will sure. Run it. But there's no beef with me and Mike or anything. Like I credit Mike for making me reach my like top form in that game. Yeah. Like I remember 2020 that year, it was, it was supposed to return to Evo. Remember. And then if you qualified, you made it. And I was like, oh, thanks to Mike, I'm in shape because I like pre- was preparing for Mike and I'm just going to keep this train rolling. But then COVID happened and then, you know. Derailed all the plans, yeah. man, unfortunately. Um, what's happened since then, since uh, Bots 3? So since Bots 3. Because something happened where you, you started uh, creating content. Right. Twitch, right. Uh, YouTube, and it's it's been blowing up. Well, what made you start getting into that? So, um, it was, uh, so there, there had been Marvel streamers before, like there had been Blue Jay, rest in peace to Blue Jay. Rest in peace, Blue Jay. Yeah. Um, there, there's a story about him I actually want to share. Um, Blue, I, we weren't as close as him and all the East Coast guys, but for Bots 3, I like stayed at his house, right? And then for everyone who was there, I, I got there and I was really tired. 
so I like passed out. First thing I did when I got there, I threw my backpack down. I was like, I'm I'm going to sleep. And then it was New York, and I'm from California. So of course I didn't come. Obviously I didn't come dressed appropriately because I'm from California, right? And then <laughs> I'm like, I'm like uh, lying there, and I'm like, yo, I'm kind of cold, but I'm just like, I don't. I'm too tired to get to to like stand up. So I'm just gonna sleep. Like I'll just whatever. Try to go back to sleep. And then Blue Jay comes over. I didn't even say anything. I didn't say he he comes over with a blanket. He puts a blanket on me. Damn, that just kind of sh- it just goes to show how awesome of a dude he was. Like yes. I didn't say anything. He just knew. He's like, yo, this guy. He was always thinking of other people before himself. He really was, man. I yeah. I had the honor and, and privilege of staying at his place a couple times when I went out yeah. there, and the hospitality that he showed and the generosity that he had is just second to none, man. I'm a yeah. angry. I'll always yeah. miss that guy. I love that guy. And he did a lot for us, um, not just as as a friend, but for the community. He, yeah. was, he was a true pillar. Yeah, Once again, yeah, re- rest in peace to Blue Jay, man. Yeah. I have nothing but love for him. One yeah. of my biggest regrets was I had been out there for the Mike Infinite match, right? And then the next day before I flew home, we were all just playing at his house. I was playing against Josh360 all, all afternoon. It was fun times, you know. This is a month prior to COVID. This is a month prior to him dying. And we're just playing at his house. And then I had to leave for the airport. And so Josh360, being the awesome dude he is, he's like, yo, I'll take the Uber with you to my house. And you can call Uber from my house to the airport. Just because I didn't know my way around that well, right? So it's like, okay, cool. And then so the Uber comes. And me and Josh360, like, hop out there. And then I, I, you know, when the Uber comes, you're kind of in a rush to catch the Uber. And, and then Blue Jay was there. And I kind of gave him, like, a, okay, see ya. Like, it was just, like, not a, like, a quick buy. Because I, I didn't know at the time. Yeah. There's no way I could have known. But if I had known, like, you would have You would have given him a hug. I would have or... told him how much he appreciated everything he did for me. Yeah. And even though I was, like, supposed to be, like, an enemy from the West Coast or something, he treated me with so much love and respect. Always. I could never, like, yeah, it's, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's tough. It was definitely tough. And even when, you know, the last message I had from him was, you know, he told me he didn't feel very well. And that was it. That was the last time we talked. And when I had the opportunity to say bye to him in person, I just, you know, I don't feel like, I don't feel like it, I did well enough. I just said bye and I left when, in the car with Josh, you know, and it haunted me. It still does. You know, that's something I don't think I'll, 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 I'll ever shake. Absolutely, man. Life is short, dude. All this, uh, petty drama that we have and stuff like that every so often. It's just not, I agree. It's not enough to, you know, take this life for granted. I think, I think we're at a point now where we're we're a little bit more appreciative and the fact that we still have this game to kind of bring us all together and all that. Yes. Yes. It's it's still still a big human element to this. And, and look at the relationships that we've cultivated over the years, just because of this game alone and the passion that we have for this. So it's true. Some of my best friendships in my life have been through this game. Yeah. Yeah. That's the name of the game. There's real stories behind behind this game and um, there's real connections that we've made um, so uh, yeah again we're all very grateful for you know the people that we've met along the way yeah yeah I'll never forget that guy yeah. rest in peace Blue Jay. yeah um, so and he had already he was already uh, getting things started with his Twitch channel yeah, too yeah I used to be over at his house and I go yo what the heck is this he's like it's Twitch and I was like what I had no idea what Twitch yeah. was <laughs> at that time and this is before I was, I, I even, this is before I hit, I hit go live for the first time. I had no idea what it was. I just took it like, oh, it's always there, whatever. Yeah. And he was, he was already leaps and bounds ahead, yeah, of, ahead of everybody in terms of equipment, uh, yeah. as far as 
streaming and all that quality. He had the he had the uh, he was a big fan of the what what is the the VGA yeah monitors. He had the crispy stream. Uh, every, everything was just top notch, and he was really devoted to giving the community top quality content. Yeah, yeah. which was always appreciated. A lot of people overlook it and they think that it's just a walk in the park and it's not it as a content creator it takes a lot of work and a lot of money to invest in in equipment like good equipment yes yeah so it can be a thankless job but there are people like us that that appreciate that and we always will yeah for sure yeah so what did you start with first did you start with i mean the youtube channel was was always there i always had a youtube channel uh i uploaded stuff i used to go to tournaments with my camera and film matches I, i actually uploaded like some old matches from Evo 07 and stuff like that. But I never upload my own content. But, you know, like, I started uploading content because my whole thing was I wouldn't have been able to make it to where I was if someone didn't help me and show me stuff. And For so sure. I, like, the first thing I said on this podcast was I really like how there's new players now, right? There's new players coming out. There's new blood coming to this game. This game is still alive. And there's still people who are who are finding joy through this game. And, you know, like, the whole thing about, like, it doesn't matter anymore. The whole like the whole thing about the filler arc. I don't really buy it. Oh man, are we gonna get into that right now? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Perhaps not right now, but the point is no, I let's wanted... let's get into it. Let's get into it. The do, filler arc is something that I don't I don't agree with the name. I think that the hot topic lately has been Mount Rushmore and, and, yeah. and a bunch of other stuff and I think it's it's irrelevant. I think that the game has changed in in terms of the meta and if you if you're a player of the old guard where you're used to you believe in the golden age of marvel and evo all the way up to 2010 if you're a fan of that era and you disregard everything that we've done from 2010 to today i i I don't agree with that i i think that if you really wanted to get back into the game you would you would put in the work if you if you're a casual guy that, that just wants to come in and oh you know i used to play back in 07 i used to play with so and so and you take a loss against somebody like andrew and they say oh well i mean if you played me back in the day things would be different things would be different well yeah i've heard that plenty of times we can play theory fighter all day long but until you decide to put in the work and get back into it you're going to take these l's yeah so yeah. I, I, I don't agree with that. But I do want to hear your take on, on what you yeah, think about it. I mean, it. I, I don't think that that what was done in the past, I, I don't think the future, like the past is past. You can't change it. It's, you know, all you can do is is move forward with the, the present and the future, right? Otherwise, so, you're just stuck in the past. I, I think that, like, players who are doing their thing now does not at all take away from what was done in the past. It doesn't because we can't change. Like, I can't go back in time with with who i am now and see how i do against all these top players i can't do that what i can do is play it to the best of my power right now yeah. right so i don't know like i think that if you really love and support this game you would want to see as many people come to the game um as possible right and and go through the journey that you did because our journey you know we're here because of our journey exactly know? we're all friends because of our journey so to see all these new dudes come out and make friends with each other and like start their journey is awesome to see it's great and i don't think it's productive to be like hey yo nothing you do will matter the mount rushmore is already set you can't do anything that hasn't been done and nothing you do matters that's not the, r- the right message to send them and that's why i always try to be encouraging new players if they have questions about tech like x prominence this dude has hands like he's doing doom and infinite it took me years to do that and he's doing it in like weeks I was like, yo, this, the future is bright for this guy. And I'm, I'm happy for him, you know, 
because I want the game to continue because I love this game. I, you want to see new innovation come to the game. You want to see new players and the interactions with other players for as long as you can. Without new players, this game will die, you know? From a, from a competitive standpoint, I, I, I just, just to add to what you were saying, it falls back on those players. It, you, you can't yes. go back and play these old, these old heads. It's up to them if they want to come back and test their, their skill against you. Yeah. And a lot of people don't have it, don't see it as a priority. And it makes yeah. sense. You know, some of these guys are I, older than us. I get it. You Priorities know? change, things like that. So if you're not going to be active or, or test yourself, I, I can't really take you seriously if you say, oh, well, uh, you know, I would have, I would have scraped them back in the day if, if, if he played or something like that. It, it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. We're, we're at it. We're at a point now where we're just on a whole different level as, right. as players. Right. And I firmly believe that. 99% of the competition back then would get destroyed by me, by you, by any of the top West coast players. The, the problem is that we can't, we can't go back yeah. and do it. All we can do is do what we can today. Pave it forward. Yeah. That's it. Um, so yeah, I'm with you on that as far as our accomplishments being just tossed aside or whatever the case is, right. yeah. uh, it's it's just not not constructive to the community yeah. that wants to get into the game. I, I always feel like credit should be given where credit is due. Yes. And I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking about like if someone is good, like if if, if I see a new player putting in work, like I say, yo, mm. keep it up. You, you like you're doing great things. I wouldn't be like, well, every, anything you do now doesn't matter. You know, what I, mean? I would never say that to them. Yeah, I, you know, absolutely. Like, I would never be like, yo, even though you got hands, ultimately it doesn't matter. You know, it makes it makes no sense, yeah. man. Yeah, and I, don't, and I, I, I see it happen a lot on uh, on Discord. On Discord, I see certain people yeah. go on and on and on about how our accomplishments are completely discredited and are irrelevant because everything's already been set in stone, supposedly. And I see this; these people get no replies, no words of affirmation like, oh, I agree with you. But they, they still continue to pump it out, pump it out and say, well, Chaos never won an EVO when it mattered. Um, you know, he never faced a prime Justin Wong or a prime, uh, yipes or a prime, you know what I mean? Like it just, it just goes on and on and on. And even though they're not getting the, the words of affirmation, the, the agreement, right. it's still being put out there. And then you might have somebody who reads it and says, yeah, he's probably right. Or he's right. And I'm not okay with that. I'm not okay with that because if I don't speak up, then who else who else is going to you know what i mean yeah, yeah. especially when, when my name is being thrown into the mix or something yeah. like that it's not like you said it's not constructive to the people that are trying to get into the game or members of the current community that are like well yeah i guess all we all we have is these are just casuals i guess right nothing really matters yeah <laughs> I, i've always been a, a fan of of the first 10 or the first to seven uh like when we play at rays it's always first to five first to seven yep. first to ten yep even if it, no money's on the line or whatever the case is, if you're not, if you don't have a goalpost, it's still a long set though. It's still a set that you, that you can still yeah. take with you. Right. So some of us have that mentality. Some don't. A lot of people just play for fun, whatever the case is. And that's cool. You can take the yeah. game as serious as you want, but as a competitor, I have my mindset. And if somebody comes up to me and says, Hey, uh, I'm trying to work on this or this, or I'm going to help you because back then I didn't have anybody to give me, same with me, give me man. the green light. And there's people who complain that it's so hard to learn this game, which I agree with. It's hard to learn this game, but people also, there's no resources for this game, which is completely untrue. 
I think top players now are more accessible than ever before. Oh, yeah. yeah. Via whatever channel you want. You can pop into someone's Twitch chat and ask them a question. Nine, nine times out of ten, they'll answer. Back in the day, we didn't have that. Top players hoarded their knowledge, but that wasn't a top player thing. That was a generational thing. It was that generation of players. There were there were so many players at the time. The player pool was so big that they're like, I can't help anybody out because that person might come back to bite me with my own tech, right? So it's different now. There are resources to learn this game, and I think creating content like there are so many good content creators right now, like Gcon, Bill. Oh, you. for sure, yeah. There's so much content being put out there, and it's all aimed to help people improve. Like like the stuff I post on YouTube is just like tech. Right, it's just like, hey, this is an optimal sequence that, that, like, I'm not saving it for finals. I'm just like, hey, if you <laughs> use his characters, try this. I mean, it worked for me. You can see how much it does, you know. Yeah, my channel is just like random nonsense that you're not going to use in a real match. It's just <laughs> this works. Do whatever you want with it. I think your channel really, really pushes the engine of 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 the game. Like some of the stuff I see in your channel, I was like, I didn't even know that was possible. Yeah, you have top players being like, I never seen that before in my life. You know. <laughs> So there's so much good content out there, and players are accessible now. So, you know, if you're a new dude trying to get into this game, it does matter. You know, you can still compete in this game, you know. Yeah, we're at a point where there's nothing to hide. There's no tech to hide. Everything is out in the open. YouTube is the biggest gateway to to finding out how a character works or how a team works. There's plenty of tape to study. Yes, and plenty of footage. And as Andrew mentioned, plenty of players to talk to. Plenty of experienced players that are easily accessible. And if you have a question, guys, go ahead and ask because we have nothing to hide at this point. It's, everything's yeah. out in the open. If if you play my characters and you tag me on Discord, nine times out of ten, I will respond. And your my answer will be as good as your question. If you ask me something specific, it'll be a specific answer. Unless <laughs> unless you ask him who's going to win, him or Clockwork. <laughs> yeah, don't ask me that. I'm so sick of that shit. <laughs> what, what made you decide to go with uh, Lockdown as your, your handle? It was it came very organically. One of my one of my friends back in the day mentioned it as a joke because my you know Andrew Lock like yo you should be locked down. I was just like you know what why not? There was never any like discussing of my name, like there never was. It just came naturally, and I was locked down from the beginning. I never had some other name. It was always just locked down. Could have been Lockwork. It could have been Lockwork. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been Clockdown. It could have been Clock Lock. Clock Lock. Yeah, it could have been, man. Clockwork yeah. Junior. Remember when that was the thing? Oh, the Clockwork junior. junior. I don't miss that phase when everyone had everyone had a junior. Or the third. There was a Elon the third back wow. in the day. Oh my lord. Goodness, man. So what, what's uh, what's been happening recently? So you've just been focusing on Twitch. Yeah. Are you you're still streaming on Twitch? I still stream here and there. Um, my focus has been on, on YouTube mostly, yeah. but uh, you know I'm grateful. Like so, COVID was horrible. Obviously, it took away a lot from us. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it was awesome to see all the all the players go online, not just to play online, but to create content for online and do tournaments online. And the pandemic was actually when I I, I connected with Roundhouse. Like we had always been acquaintances before. We never really talked all that much. I had a lot of respect for him as a person and a player. Um, but once the pandemic happened and we're just like, it started when, you know, we had this idea where like, hey, I'll train somebody and then you train somebody and then we'll have them fight. So he trained, <laughs> he trained Jabroni and, and someone else that we lost to COVID. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Yeah. And I trained Gopher Broke. Oh my God. Gopher Broke and Jabroni faced off on Roundhouse's stream and then and then uh, Alejandro Who won. won. Alejandro. Alejandro won. Go, Go for, for broke. broke. But yeah, so when we started doing that, and I and I commentated that 
just because like that, that was my dude playing and i was like yo this is actually kind of cool so me and roundhouse started like throwing events like throughout 2020 2021 we threw a lot of events like yeah. every month and i was like yo this is kind of cool so but it's it's exhausting man it is man. it's exhausting to do to do these events all day and and uh keep it running smoothly i mean your whole day pretty much revolves around yeah. putting on a stream and all that it's funny that you say that you, you pitted these, these two players against each other <laughs> it, it's just you can do so many things with marvel like as a freaking sideshow carnival yeah, attraction right. when, when i was up, up in new york um chris made like i was playing against josh and chris matrix was like hold on we're gonna we're gonna start a match and you guys are going to wave dash against each other. And whoever messes up first loses. <laughs> so so Josh and I are, are both picking Magneto on point. And Chris is like, all right, three, two, one. Click, 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 click. click. And I fucked up, obviously. <laughs> but, uh, and then we just started doing random things. Like, okay, my, my three Magnetos versus his three Iron Men. Yeah. No yeah. guard breaks. Just you kill a character, the other one comes in, and then you you go from there. Uh, three Sentinels versus three Magnet. Like we just did a bunch of random stuff. Yeah, you can always bend the rules of the game to to suit whatever sideshow purposes you want. Like Roundhouse and I threw a tournament with a full screen start. I don't know who watched that tournament, but we did one. Roundhouse was like, "No, I remember that full screen start." And I was yes. like, "Are you sure about that?" He was just like, "Yeah, yeah." There was a, there was start. a name for it. I, I, there was a name for it. you guys had like a like a gimmicky name for it. I forgot. Lucky dude. It might it might have been that one. Roundhouse when he listens, he'll be like, "No, gee, it was this one." But yeah, we and I was like, "All right, Roundhouse, if you're sure you want to do that." And then we had to yell at the players like, "Full full screen start," because yeah. it's your habit to walk up. And right, I was, right. and it hasn't happened since then. Thank goodness. I remember. Shout outs to uh, to Roundhouse for putting out uh, putting out the content. The pandemic really forced people to be more yeah. creative with this. Yeah. I mean, being staying at home and all that, it just uh, we had no other option but to find out how to optimize the online platform. So. It worked out for him. He's still putting out yeah, yeah. matches. He a... keeps us entertained, and he's so consistent, man. That's one of the hardest <laughs> things to do is be consistent. And every night, man, shout out to him. Always Dude, out. tell me about it. On YouTube, I have about maybe five videos on deck at a time. So when when the last one starts coming up, I always feel the pressure. Like, oh, yeah. my God, I got to record. Put out some more. I have to put out some more. It's almost like a second job. Yeah. I mean, I'm not at the point where I can monetize just yet, but... It's tough, man. I'm I'm at 174 videos, I think, now on YouTube, and they're all like 30 second, 50 second clips. Yeah. But shorts, basically. Yeah, it's gotten to the point where I've lost track of all the past videos. Like I'll I'll record something, and then I'll watch it. I'll watch it again. Like, oh, okay, this is cool. Yeah, that's good. And then I'll upload it, and then a week later, it's just like, what did I put out last week? <laughs> I to I totally forgot. But the community eats it up, you know. And, yeah. And I mean. Take take it for what it's worth. If you feel like it's useful, great. If not, then you know whatever. But, but it's out there. That's but, what matters. But channels like yours that that show matchups, uh, little little intricate details of of, of the matchup. Somebody who's like ex prominence yeah. who's using your team, they're gonna look at that and say, "Wow, that that works." Yeah. Because nine times out of ten, if you're not put in that situation, you're not gonna know how to react to it. A lot of people don't know that you can jump out of certain things or or hit a button at a certain point. You know, they're, yeah. they're just gonna stand there and block or do something. I don't know. And if you see it on tape, then cancel too. Yeah, it opens it opens your mind to right. to these new things. Yeah. So content creators, shout outs to everybody, man. Gcon putting out those those oh, yeah, uh, tutorials. Man. Sentinel, dude, good stuff, man. Fundamentals. It's 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 great stuff. Yep. A lot of times when new players ask me about 
stuff like that, I just send them over there. It's like, G-Con made a series. Go watch it. <laughs> you know? So shout out to him, man. Doing great things. Yeah, I, I mean, wish we had something like that back then. That would actually walk you through the fundamentals then. I do, I do remember I do remember seeing a few tutorials back then, but it was nothing as, as detailed as what he put out. Yeah. Um, Twitch having the, the live capability of people, you know, and, uh, typing in the chat and you yeah. be able to, to answer questions in real time. And interact in real time, yeah. If we, had that, if we had that back then, oh, man. Yeah. It would have been incredible. Back then, you had to find the top player, walk up to the top player and ask them. In and person. Hope, yeah, in person. And be like, hey, what's up? My and name is And hope that they would be conducive to you. And Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But now it's just, like I said, top players now, for the most part, are more approachable than ever. You Absolutely, know? yeah. So if you're a new guy starting out, you have the resources. You have 20 plus years of resources of videos on Zach D and YouTube or whatever. You have access to top players and Discord and streams. So, you know, yeah. make the most of it. There was a time where I could not get a hold of uh, Magnetro for for a long time. Magnetro is a content creator that's in a league of his own in terms of Marvel content. And back then he was putting out... Uh, I mean, he's always been putting out godlike content, right? Yeah. But back then, I remember if I would see him in person, I would ask him. It was like uh, he didn't really know how to explain things to me because he already had his own yeah. rhetoric, like his own language on, on how to how to do things. So to a guy like me, I would ask, hey, I have this idea. Does it work? And when he saw how advanced it was or that it was, it was something a little bit out of the ordinary, he would put it to the test using his uh, programmable pad. And then he would, and then we, that's how we exchanged numbers. And he would hit me up and say, Hey, I tried it. Doesn't work or it does work, that's but you have to sick. do this. And it would be something that's, I, you can't even do manually. You yeah. know what I mean? So I would just toss it out the window. Okay. never mind then. That's so sick. But now through, through the use of a uh, discord, exchanging videos through dms and hey look at this this work like like the strider infinite yeah yeah it's just dude it, it's crazy to see how, how far we've come with this yeah communication's always been key and i feel now as a as a whole as a community i feel like we have better better communication yeah, better absolutely. better relationships it's not like before where everybody was just kind of the the clicks and the crews and all that i think we're more cohesive now yeah as, as a community so that makes me happy absolutely man it's great to see yeah. man not to say that there haven't been bumps in the road, right? Because oh, I know sure. you've had a couple of uh, thorns in your side over the years. Yeah. I don't know if you want to talk about that. Uh, but Maybe not. <laughs> but we always do, man. You always have those bad apples. It's unfortunate, but, you know, it, it, it is what it is. It comes with the territory. Yeah. So so what's next? Uh, anything coming up? Well, you know, there are tournaments happening. Like, So you're going out to New York next month. I'm thinking about Texas Showdown. I'm I'm ready. To, oh, I'm, yes. I'm ready to get get off to get off the fight gate and come out. I don't know what I'm going to, but Evo apparently has something planned for MVC two. Uh, nothing announced yet. Right? No announced yet, but okay. But Rick did say, "Stay tuned." He did. So say let's stay just tuned, hold our yeah. breath for that. Um, but I've been enjoying playing offline here and there. Um, so so there's that. Texas Showdown, I think, would be good. Um, I'm not sure who's going to that. But just to put yourself in that environment, I think would be good. Yeah. Uh, for those of you listening, I'm going to be in New York next month in April uh, for the Chris Matrix event. Uh, it's an invitational. Uh, we're going to be streaming. We're, I'll, I'll post up the links. Uh, we're going to be having a tournament out there as well. It's going to be live stream. So I'll, po I'll post it up on all my s social media accounts so you guys can tune in. Um, it should be an absolute barn burner of an event. 
Um, I haven't competed in a while, so I'm actually kind of nervous <laughs> because in a tournament setting, dude, anything could happen. Yeah, I yeah. could run into a random MSP or something like that, and they they might take me out. Who knows? But I'm excited. I'm pumped up. Is MSP the most stressful team for you to fight in? It is. It's always been. It's always Same, been man. because of the MSS versus MSP matchup. It's, people have always ran to MSP to, to counterpick. Uh, so luckily now I have my team matrix uh, in, yep. the back, in the back pocket. I think that it's a little bit stronger than my MSS now. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see how I do out there. If I play somebody like G-Con or Josh Wickfall, I'll pick Matrix. Um, I used to run to the MSP mirror match. Sometimes <laughs> it would work that. out. Yeah, sometimes it would work out and sometimes it wouldn't. It's, it's just, a dice roll. Yeah. It's it, a dice roll. Yeah, like if I get snapped in with Psylocke, I don't know what to do, man. Yeah. I'm not used to playing with uh, assist characters on point. Dude, it's I'm just... the same way, man. I was trying to run Strider Sentinel Commando for oh a God. while. Death Wish. Death Wish. Because I, I like what he was doing with it. You know, I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. Like, you teleport call Commando, and it blows you from the other side. Or, like, he kind of calls your assist, and as your assist is falling, he'll do the orbs, and teleport and catch your assist. I'm like, oh, that's yeah. kind of cool, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then I just hated using Commando. Because when you when Doom gets snapped in, Doom is actual character. I can fight with Doom and foot dive out of the guard break. Yeah, absolutely. Know. But the Commando, he's just kind of helpless. It's a sitting duck. I yeah. think three-character teams just come more, always, more naturally yeah, to me, I personally. I agree with that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Team um, Combo Fiend, ultimate yeah. three-character team. Yeah, just from MSS. It's my favorite team, yeah. man. Every, everybody has a preference. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wanted to ask, what made you go with that team instead of... Uh, you've never wanted to pick... I, I remember. I thought you were messing with like, Storm for a little Storm bit. I was playing Storm at one point. So in the pandemic, I was kind of like kind of bored. You know, yeah. I'm like, I'm Strider. And a lot of it was people complaining because I always felt when people play me, I get all the, all the, all the good parts of the matchup. Like, I learned how to fight all the top teams. And they learn how to fight against Strider. Like, oh, this is not helping me. Like, when am I ever going to fight against against this character? So I'm like, yeah, you know, I'll, I might pick up Storm, you know. Because um, like, it's, it's not, I mean, you don't have any pocket teams, right? I don't have any pocket teams. Like, if you play me, I'll either pick my team or my pocket team is Andy Doom's team. Really? Andy Doom's team is fun, dude. Shout out to Andy. That's a fun <laughs> team. I thought that team was kind of janky, but if you think about it, if you really think about it, that is the best team for Sentinel in the game. He picks Doctor Doom, Sentinel, Commando. Commando yeah. Right, but Sentinel on point with Commando and Doom assist. Who so godlike here, assist? Here, here's 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 why it works. It's the circle of assist. The assist that beat Doctor Doom lose to Commando. Right. So if Psylocke, Psylocke beats Doom, Psyche beats Doom. But oh, but you have Commando for the counter call. So yeah. It's a constant mind game of like which assist will, will Sentinel it's call. Very true. Very out. true. Yeah. 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 So. I stopped thinking of it as a Doom team and started thinking of a Sentinel team. So if I play, I start Sentinel. Just cause, really? Yeah, I, I think it's 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 more know, optimal it's that more way. More optimal that way. Um, you can start Doom and fish for Vietnam's favorite. I don't know how Andy starts Doom <laughs> and, 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 and Vietnam. What are you talking favorite? about? What is Vietnam's favorite? So Vietnam's favorite is a as a turn. Wait, hold on, hold on. Vietnam? Vietnam's favorite is so Doom Super into Sentinel, Hyper Sentinel yeah. Force. So Vietnam's favorite <laughs> is instead a, of America's yeah. favorite. Yeah, absolutely. It's a it's a term that I coined oh, a couple to years my ago. People out there, what have we done? So it's it's a term I coined because uh, Andy and I both use that, and we're, we're Vietnamese, right? So it's like, hey, the Vietnam's favorite. I just started saying it, and then I caught on. So I'm, I'm dying. Bro. I'm I'm happy that shit caught on because I think it's it's catching. That's amazing. Yeah. That's what we need to call it from here on out. That's heard, a thing. You heard it here first. You heard guys. it here, guys. Vietnam's it's a Vietnam's favorite. favorite. Vietnam's favorite. Wow. Wow. Shout out to the... Andy. And he and he's another guy that really flourished when he started um playing online. Right. I, I feel like as a as a local player, as an offline player, he had peaked a little bit. 
Yeah. And once he got exposed to online, he just started hitting new levels. And yeah. you can see it. You can see it in his in his gameplay. And I think that now he has the edge over uh, Roundhouse. As far as head-to-head rivalry, Yeah, I think he has the edge now. Yeah. Where before you would see them exchanging sets and all that. I mean, I don't know if they're still playing, but from the last time that I tuned in, he kind of had the edge yeah. over Roundhouse. He, I saw Andy hit a fast flight combo with Commando the other day. I, I like rubbed my eyes. I couldn't believe what I was seeing, dude. <laughs> he did like... Because usually Ando would just do launch, one, two, three, four, first rocket punch, and it hits at a weird angle. Like yeah. the rocket punch hits like downwards or something. I'm like, okay, whatever works, dude. But then he like landed the air to air confirm, and he did like fierce punch, rocket punch. I was like, and he got those now? And I, wow. I was happy for him, man. Like yeah. Upgrades. Yeah. Because I think the efficiency of playing online, you turn on your PS3, you play online, there's no need to travel. Like traveling to the arcade, what, that's like an hour maybe? So could be, any yeah. time you could have to just play, all that time is going towards playing, and you're done just turn it off and you know yeah and one thing i've always noticed about andy um even before he started playing online is his mentality do you guys remember that money match he had against um at evo he had a money match against uh was it desmond do you remember that yeah i remember when he played ray and he popped the well he did adderall <laughs> a lot of people don't know that. He did that too. Popped Adderall and then he played Ray like at freaking two hundred percent. Ray probably he was at you know you know YouTube when you when you set the playback speed to fifty fifty percent. <laughs> that son of a gun. Hey, but there's no rules against that, I guess. Yeah, um, Andy's always had like a very solid mentality. But when I, when I would see one of the biggest things was. He wasn't easily intimidated. No. He could, he could yeah. play very well under a lot of pressure. It's true. I mean, por- performance-enhancing drugs aside, <laughs> uh, he's always he's always been very composed yes. in, in high-pressure situations. Yes. That's something and I've noticed the, right away. He's the only guy that I know that can hit unblockable laser on incoming Sentinel. Yeah. Consistently. Yeah. Like, yeah. who is this I would, guy? I would see him do it at AA all the time. Um. When yeah. he would just land on blockables with on scent, which is guys, you guys don't know, it's one of the hardest unblockables to land. I don't think I've hit that ever in my life. I've hit it he, a few times, but I mean, it's I can't do it anywhere near consistency where Andy does it. Yeah, right. And there's there's different kinds of pressure pressure environments. There's you know the arcade, obviously the yeah. the cabinet. Correct. You have you have the console set up with people all all around you. You have the hecklers right in your ear. Yeah. And then there's the main stage, and I think that Andy could do very well on the main stage. I agree. Because he he's so used to just putting money on the line, yes, consistently, yes. consistently. That I think that if he had a high profile matchup against, uh, I'm going to use Sanford, right? <laughs> Sanford is like the go-to, right? <laughs> I think that he would do very well. Yeah. Um, now I, I think we live in the age of playing against your opponent, not playing against the characters, um, which is why it takes for me personally, it takes a while to adjust to to uh, the player. Because um, I'm used to the matchup so well, but people use it in different ways. Right. So I can't really 10-0 somebody off the bat until I get to know their habits and their, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's why in a tournament setting, anything can happen in a yeah. first to three or something For like sure. that. And just because you're used to fighting that team, like one of the greatest things about this game to me is that you take two separate players with the same team, they play it way different. Oh, yeah. Like right. look at how Neo plays Thrax compared to how Dez plays Thrax. Opposite ends of the spectrum, but it's just somehow the same team. Right? Dabs is another one. Yeah. It's so crazy. Like, the game engine is so fluid and limitless that you can play really however however you choose to play or move however you choose to move as long as your hands can keep up. Right? So, 
I do think that playing the matchup and not I mean, playing the player rather than playing the matchup is like the highest level of this game. Once you understand how to do that, like I didn't really understand it when I was I when I was like starting out because I would just watch tape and be like, oh, I'm just X, I'll X copy this. But when you're playing Strider or any character, really, a lot of the way that you keep them in the perfect trap is by observing what they're doing as a player. Like matchup aside, like you pay attention to their tendencies. Right? Obviously, like is he mashing? Right. Does, is he a masher? Does he like holding up? Does he mash his assist? Does he mash half a counter? Does he just sit there? What does he do? Once you, once you kind of evaluate how he likes to behave in the trap, or when he's not in the trap, it's much easier to, to beat him. Once you okay, th- so like some players I play just mash push block, in which case I just go straight like straight for the legs every yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, you know. So, and that's not really a team thing. That's like that's like a player specific thing. Absolutely. And I noticed from playing you. You do the same thing. I remember playing you all the time. You would know I, I, I hold up. So you just jab me all day. Yeah. That's like a lockdown specific thing where I hold up. I'm like, all right, this guy knows. Absolutely. You know? But, I mean, that takes time. That takes yeah. time. Unless you can pick it up on it right away. Right. Like, Neo would always say, you know, as soon as I, as soon as I, the download is complete, you're, you're done. But that that can take time. You know what I mean? That's why you always have to switch it up if you have a long set against somebody. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask. Give them different looks. Yeah. I, I was going to ask. Clock, clockwork being the measuring stick back then in the mid, the early to to late two thousands, I guess. Um, is there anything that you picked up from him that you still implement today? Yeah, man. Clockwork. So clockwork is a huge ins- inspiration on me. So the two biggest Strider Doom players that I I watched a lot of were Killer Kai and Clockwork. Oh yeah, I forgot. Killer Kai. So El- Killer Kai was actually the first time I watched like. That's right. So the first video I watched when someone told me to pick Strider with Doom. I don't remember who it is. I'm sorry, but they said pick Doom. It must have been Edgar or something. And then I saw this video of Killer Kai. It was him, Dark Prince, and some other dude on the team, and they're playing against Yipes, um, Smooth Viper, and Joshua Wigfall. And then Dark Prince and the other dude had lost, and it was Killer Kai alone versus all three of the East Coast, and he beat them all. Unbelievable! Wow. I totally forgot that Killer with, Kai was a Strider, right? So I saw that video. I didn't know that either. Yeah, actually, Killer Kai, man, he was a big deal. So actually, there's three: Devil X, Clockwork, and oh, Devil Kai. X. I mean, yeah. yeah, Devil X is a super, super OG. Yeah, I knew Devil X. Devil X helped me a lot when I was a new. Oh, I totally forgot about that guy, dude. Because he would post on all all these strats and tech on SRK, and it helped me out, right? Yeah. So even to this day, every time we see him, I'm like, yo. <laughs> like the, the, like this dude helped me out but yeah clock so what what's awesome about clock is that he has a really good understanding of of player tendencies right every time i talk to clock he's just like all the tips he gives me like if i ask for like if if i'm talking about a certain matchup he's like well you have to observe what they're doing like if like for instance he told me like if i play against duck for instance duck doesn't really duck, duck doesn't panic in the trap right he just kind of sits there because he knows meter will run out if I don't hit him. So I just focus on blocking everything. Blocks my stuff, waits for me to mess up, shoots me, right? And I was telling Clock about like how it's hard to deal with Duck doing that. He's like, well, you know, against players like that, you can sneak an extra block string with rocks and they're just going to sit there because they're just going to sit there, right? And I was like, oh, gonna that's sit true. And take it, yeah. Yeah. So Clock has a really good understanding of like how players behave when they're trapped. And his trap to this day is something that cannot be I don't think any other starter player can can Replicate imitate it. his trap. Yeah. You just can't do it. It's like the way that clock traps is is like is seamless, right? And the way the reason why it's seamless is because it's optimized to stop you in particular from escaping, right? He knows what you want to do. He's one step ahead. He's like, oh, 
And sometimes, like, if you don't really observe, like, if, if you don't play the character, it'd be like, oh, it just looks like he's calling Doom and doing a block string and throwing the eagle. But there's a reason why he's throwing the eagle, because he knows how to jump, right? If he knows you want to jump out, he'll throw the eagle as bait for you to, like, oh, I can maybe jump, and you can hit with the eagle, <laughs> yeah. you know? I love that, bro. Yeah. I so, love that. Perfect example of, of two players using the same team and using them in different ways. Yeah. Yeah. But micro adjustments. I mean, Big name of the game. as great as he is, I've always thought that your trap was better. Really? Yeah. And I was going to I was going to bring this up exactly where you're going, Ken. Um what do you think differentiates Locks Strider Doom in comparison to everyone else's? What do you think In my opinion, he obviously his, is the best his, one. His trap is tailored not only to offline but to online gameplay where it's it's a lot easier to jump out of things. He's doing things to keep the opponent grounded. People that like to jump up or, or hit buttons. He's yeah. he's making the adjustment to keep them to keep them blocking or they're going to get hit because he he already knows enough to adjust to what that person's going to do in their in their personal tendencies. Clock just had kind of a general you know, one size fits all trap, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. He would make he would make the adjustments uh, depending on, on the assist, but I think that Locke's been exposed to more more of the newer style. Whereas a clock today would have to change things up a lot to get his get his game going, mm-hmm. I guess. Right. Um, that's why I've always thought that in, in in our era, I guess you could say, the crown belongs to to Andrew. Yeah. Clock paved the way, and he built on top of that. Yeah, I, I couldn't have done anything without Clock. Yeah, without I mean, without right. Clock, yeah, obviously clearly. paving the way, you wouldn't be able to to do yeah. all that. But I feel like you've taken that team and you've hit levels that he probably didn't yeah. even think that you could like. Watching so much Clock and other Strider Doom players, like here's the thing about Strider Doom is that to the casual observer, it looks like it's the same thing with every player, but everyone who plays Strider plays a really different yeah. way. We all play the team so completely s- agree, here. completely like the opposite game. from each other. Like Snake from the East Coast played a way, oh way like Snake, snake shot people. people. <laughs> we all play so like it's so varied. So one, finding one Strider Doom player. Like, it's not at all like finding some other one. Because there's so much you can do when you're trapping. Everyone's trap is, is you know, it's just different. they change it up. And yeah. other players have, like, like bigger gaps. What I focused on with my team was just, like, okay, so Strider Doom, like, Clock already showed everyone how good it could be. Like, where are the rooms for improvement? And I was, like, well, I could have, a, like, what does Strider need to function well? Meter. How do you get meter? You have Sentinel just destroy, <laughs> like, destroy stuff at the beginning, come with five levels, and just trap everything to death. Yeah. So in my gameplay, I really, I really focused on that just like making my sentinel and oh it, yeah and it's That's, tough because again. when you have sentinel with no anti-air or a doom assist you you're fighting up a battle all the time right so your sentinel better be able to hang in there yeah get a, get some bar and put strider in, in, in a good spot to win right or well, even, even well, if he what dies, do you feel what, what do you what do you feel is the hardest matchup for you right now oh man probably i would say msp because MSP is un- unforgiving of, of mistakes. I see. Right? And MSP, or I'd say a three character, like the Storm Sent Cable or something, where Strider has to deal with all three um, at some point or another. Like, if you're fighting with Strider against Sandthrax and you have Commando on point, you can just throw the Tigers all day and Commando can't do anything to you. But against Storm Sent Cable, if Cable comes in with meter, like, Strider all of a sudden has to use it on Cable because you can't throw animals on, on him, you know? Right. So, yeah. 
MSP Storm Sent Cable, like the Strategize so fast, yeah, man. He does. Yeah, if you if you can one reset. If you're on the opposite side and you land a hit on Strider, you can just kill him so so quick. Yeah, he yeah. bleeds. That's the bad part. Yeah, he bleeds. He bleeds very easily. I mean, Magneto's the same way, obviously, but that's your that that's your main your main guy on your team. You know, yeah. you lose him, it's kind of, it's kind of an uphill battle. You can still come back, especially with Doom. A lot of people don't know really know how to fight against a a decent Doom like yours, Andy's uh, Worlds, yeah. right? Um, you guys are in a, in a whole different, you know, end of the spectrum with that with that character. So that that's good that you have him in your pocket. Yeah, the way that I like to think of it, if I lose Strider, my team can still function with Sentinel Doom or Doom Sentinel. Oh, like it has to be able for the at the highest level. And the thing is, I don't think this team is fully optimized yet. Like I don't think, like I think for someone to take this team to the highest level, it would take like a combination of players. Like I would say, like you're a Sentinel. Like, like, like <laughs> oh a world God. match you do and then the clockwork strider that would be the highest level but i don't know if we can get so what i did was basically combine all the styles from different strider players into one like i watched all of them like i what because i had the resources to watch them i watched snake i watched kai i watched clock i was like okay i like this i like this I yeah. mix and match. And I moved yep that's match. right yep that's right um the the fact that you had youtube right youtube oh, to, to check that zach, zach d, d. shout out to preppy shout outs to preppy for that video library man oh man it's, it's without it treasure just, trove in there man. absolutely so much footage to review and, yeah. and and just take take elements from and uh like you said you take what you like mash it all together and, yeah. and here we are right even clockwise too clockwise this is something i like clockwise almost made me try iron man on my team whatever happened to that guy I think he played in like 2013 for a little bit, and then yeah. I don't know what the heck happened to him. He just disappeared. Like he was huh? really good too. Like there's he so, was. Like I think a common, uh, a, a common thing is for people to be like, oh, there's like two people playing Strider. There actually weren't. They're actually a, like like Snake, who had Clockwise, Quicksand. <laughs> quicksand. Quicksand. Yo, shout outs to Quicksand. That guy had the hottest selfies. Yeah. The hottest <laughs> selfies known to me. Shout out to Quicksand, oh, man. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, like Death Wish. You have, like, all these other guys, you know? So, like, Strider is a, it's just right. like it's just like there aren't that, like, it's really hard to use him, you know? So, that's yes. why there's only, like, there's, like, 10 or less. <laughs> but, again, I think what really sets your Strider Doom apart is, funny enough, is your Sentinel. Yeah. The Sentinel is just ridiculous. Like, Andrew Who's Sentinel? Andrews. Oh, Andrews. Yeah. His well, well, is a, yeah. I mean, he was trained he's, by he's Chuck's a beast. The, yeah, yeah he's a beast. He's got yeah. the. You have the reflies. Yeah. You have the. I, I wish, personally, I wish that I could see more combos with Sentinel Doom. Yeah. Just I'm working I'm, on those. Just because I'm just so used to hitting him into rocks. Yeah. yeah the fry and pan stuff like that. <laughs> just, Double just, frying pan into rocks. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I hate. There's gotta you be. You know what? I'm I'm gonna hit the lab and see if I can find out some more stuff. There's gotta be. Some more stuff that we can do with that team, um, yeah. just because I'm the way that I see the game now is I'm, I'm trying to touch up death from everywhere, you know, like like the Josh 360 mentality where yeah. he just hit lands a hit on you and, that, and that's, that's it. Funny. If I'm you could do, do that with your team, that would be yeah. that would be amazing. And the most and the closest I've come was to like lat, like having a hit with stride in the corner tied to Doom Infinite Super. DLC, yeah. Oh yeah. Know? That's so, a, that's the stuff I'm talking about. Yeah. Clock wasn't doing that. Yeah. I think that like having that in your pocket makes players more afraid of you because they know like if i'm playing you for instance i know if you touch me i'm dead so even if you're not close to me i know that if you do get close like playing against you or like any top msp you know it's like you know what they can do and that factors in how you can play so i figure like it's the same with strider if i touch you with strider in the corner and italian doom and 
you know, it's a wrap. The team's dead. Yeah. So I noticed once I started going for the infinite, even though I miss it, like, mo- like not most of the time, like 20% of the time I, I miss it. People still get hit in the corner because they're, 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 they're flinching. They're like, oh, please don't hit me. Please don't hit me. You know? So I don't think Strider is that, like, it's not that his goals are not as different as other characters in the game. You know, he wants, he wants, like, when Strider's trapping, he wants to hit you. If he hits you, he gets all all the good stuff, you know? Yeah, you're, you're kind of playing the long game. It's a long game, for sure. For right? me, it's different because I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I, I need the match to be over. Yeah. I'm, I'm very impatient. I just need the, I'm either going to lose quick or I'm going to win pretty quick. It's, yeah. the longer the match goes, I think that that's, that's what I struggle with. Mm-hmm. If you're a runaway storm or you're trying to stay away from me, I feel like that's where I struggle because I'm just trying to, come on, let's, next, let's next, Let's just get this next, on. Yeah. Already, yeah. yeah. So with your team, it requires a lot of patience, man. It, yeah. And it's, it's very admirable because not a lot of us have that patience for that. And Strider, unfortunately, has to play that long game yeah. because he can't one-touch kill you. So he has to trap you perfectly over and over and or land a hit, yeah. right? And if you can't do that, then it's it's tough. Absolutely, man. And this is we're talking years of trial and error yeah. with this. Countless matchups, you know, wins and losses and... You wouldn't be where you're at today without going through the, you know, those those match situations that you run into. Right. Yeah, those rivalries too, especially yeah. going up against uh, Team Matrix. A oh, lot of experience that he had against Team Matrix. I mean, yeah. he just touched on it earlier, saying that he's like, I hope Chris Schmidt picks Team Matrix, which would normally be a counter pick to his team, and yet he was like. Oh yeah, please pick that. Like he's, <laughs> he's so used to the matchup. Oh, please pick that. Please pick that. It wasn't so much like please pick that, but I knew that he was an MSP player and I knew he didn't play that team. So right. like, oh, I wanted to sure. take him. Out, comfortable I, with I, it. I wanted to take him. I'm, if he if he was going to pick something that's out of his comfort out zone, of his element. I'm all for it. You yeah. know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, can we talk about your match with you and Sanford? Your, oh your yeah. Your long set. Yeah. So Sanford basically in the tournament, I lost to Sanford. Right. Yeah. And he started out with Thrax, and he did pretty good into Thrax. But once he bought, once he brought out Stormsent Cable, like there's, in my opinion, two people on the planet who can play that team well, and that's Potter and Sanford. That's pretty. That's you know. So it wasn't it wasn't a first to ten, right? It was it was tournament. No, in tournament, and then afterwards at, at Blue Jays. That's what I'm referring to. Okay, at that Blue one. Jays. That's yeah. what I'm referring to. So you guys decided it was it just on the spot, or did yeah he's... on the spot? Okay, like, I was hanging out with Sanford the whole weekend because you know? that that's like your first big high profile setup against a. Yeah. Uh, uh, one of the OG Titans, I guess, if you if you want to say, um, how did you how did you feel? Like, so I will say that match coming out of that match, I came out of the match like so much improved from how I was before going to the match because Sanford. What I admire so much about Sanford is that he, he has a will to win. Like he will fight. If you look at the mass, the, the the how he won, he basically like he knew exactly what he had to do at any point to win the match yep. and and remove my win condition so that he would win. Like Sanford is 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 very smart. Yeah. So coming out of the match, I was I was uh really improved as a player and I thank him for that. But it yeah it just happened on the spot. Um we we had been like hanging out the whole weekend and he said like he said we should play and he'll pick MSS, right? Yeah. I was like that's cool. Like so he so he picked MSS the whole time. So it, the fact he can beat me with MSS Rocket Punch just shows how good Sanford was, you know. And I started out kind of slow, but then like I kind of, I kind of had, a, I realized I had to play up to Sanford's level. So that set, you can see me moving faster and faster and faster just to keep up with him. That's what we're talking about, man. Oh, what, the final score was ten nine. Ten nine, razor wow. thin, dude. Yeah. Razor thin set. Basically, right down to the wire. If you would have won that set, I think that there would have been more attention towards 
Uh, he would have wanted to run back, I think. Yeah, for right sure. Away. You didn't want to run it back with him right, right then and there. No, not really. I was exhausted from that set. It, it does sound like it would be an excruciating set to do to try and do the trap for for ten yeah, straight games, right? Or nineteen, I should say. Nineteen, actually, yeah. Yeah, but he picked MSS Rocket Punch. I, I mean, what's up with that? Yeah, I mean, Sanford has an MSS. I'm like, it would be different. I will say, if you picked Storm Sun Cable, it would not have been that close because Sanford and Potter using that team is is a tough is a tough matchup. But you know, like. Sanford is a competitor, man, and he really brought out the best of me in that set. Yeah. Right? So I go back and watch that now and then and see like how it's playing, and I'm like, certain there's certain points where I'm like, I have never done something like that since then, and I don't know why I did that, but it worked then. You know, like there's a there's a point in a game where everything is just flowing well. Like I'm sure I'm sure you know. Like, oh yeah, for ev- sure. Every movement you make is on point. You're hitting every combo you have to. Your spacing is immaculate. Hit that flow state. Yeah. But you have to play someone who brings it out in you, right? Yeah. You have to. So, I know what you mean, man. Against Sanford, I feel like my my gameplay is just it has to be on point. One thing, I mean, say what a lot of people have their opinions on on Sanford as a as a player, as a person, whatever. But I will always respect him sitting down and wanting to play, no matter who you are. He doesn't care about his. He knows what he's done. We know what he what yeah. he's he's accomplished as a player. Yeah. So for him to sit down and play players like me, you know, back then in 2013, he said he was the one that approached me and said, hey, well, "You know, we have to play. Like we have to play." And it's awesome. Not everybody has that mentality because they're trying to protect their legacy or yes. or they're afraid to take the L because. You know, it would somehow erase. I'm rusty. I'm, uh, you know, I'm I'm not in shape or whatever the yeah. case is. He's always been no. We're gonna hop on the sticks and we're gonna play a set. We're gonna play another set. We're gonna play like you know what I mean. So I'll always respect that. I'll always respect Justin for for playing. I mean, he plays fight kid all the t- all the time, right? So I'll always respect these guys for being approachable in that sense and sharing their their uh, their tech and advice with us and all that. Because uh, not everybody's like that, unfortunately. Yeah. And Sanford even gave me tips afterwards. Like, he, after we played, he was like, yo, with your Sentinel, you have to do this more, and you should stop doing this. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, I got tips from Sanford. And yeah. nothing that – Sanford can play all he wants, and nothing he's done in the past will ever be undone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All yeah. those guys who who made their mark on the scene in the, in the quote-unquote prime days, it'll never be undone, no matter what happens, in my opinion. So for, I him agree. To, for him to keep playing is, is like, I appreciate that because I can't play Sanford. Like I said, I can't go back in time to play Sanford, but I can't play him now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If you ran it back with him today, do you think the set would be different? Oh, man. I would hope so. I think he might pick Storm Sand Cable, though. In Like, it depends. Like, if I can, I don't really, like, have that competitive mindset at this moment right now. Not right now? I, I've been online too much. <laughs> You know what that you know what that does to you, yeah. but I mean, there's no beef with me and Sanford. I know people might be listening, well, I mean, hear this, is... and be like, "Oh, like lockdown versus Sanford." It's like, no, no. Dude, next time I run into Sanford, I'd love to play him. Yeah, no, beef doesn't have to exist for you to run a set. Yeah, as a competitor, though, you know, I have to differentiate you as a, as a person versus you as a player. That's just how I am, and I'm sure Sanford's the same way. Yeah. He'll play you. He, you know, he's going to get in that ass. Yeah, but afterwards like you said he's he's a guy the kind of guy that'll shake your hand and say man i was worried when you did this or you know i think you'd do better if you if you tried this approach yeah. you know what i mean and it meant a lot to me that he he told me i was good like he was just like, yeah yeah you know, good stuff you were godlike he said that and i was like wow to get validation from a top player like that i mean it means a lot yeah, yeah it, it did mean a lot 
All right, brother. So we are heading towards the closing ends of uh, episode three. There's a couple things that I do want to touch base on before we, we kind of wrap it up. Uh, we're going to go over uh, our patented segment, The Runback. Okay. A couple questions. Uh, the first one would be if you had to take an L from the past. I know that we talked about Sanford, the Sanford one. But if you had to take an L from the past and run it back with what you know now today, first to 10 in front of the main stage. Or actually, I should say on the main stage in front of the thousands in attendance. Who would you want to run it back with? Sanford. Oh! Because, <laughs> oh. you know, like, I feel like I didn't – I did play Sanford on the main stage, and I don't – I like, it wasn't too big for me, but I felt like I went out there to play Mike Infinite, right? And the fact that I played Sanford, I was like, well, I have to play Sanford? Like, like, yeah. And the thing is, I played with Potter so much before that, never once did I asked him to play, pick Storm St. Cable. So I was kind of kicking myself, like – if I had known, I would ask Potter to pick Storm St. Cable like, yeah. on me. But I, I felt like, you know, I was unprepared for Sanford in particular. So, yeah. Right on. Maybe so, you so you would do Sanford now. That's from the from from the current the current uh, round of players. Is there anybody from when you first started that you'd want to run back with oh, and man. say, hey, man, me and you, first of 10, we're going to do it right now on the CRT? Freestyle. Oh! Yeah, freestyle. <laughs> so, for those of you who don't know, Freestyle is a SDOG he used to play a lot and he was always, he was always cool to me but then for some reason over the last few years he hasn't been that cool towards me like he's been every time there's a, a, a youtube clip of me he's like up other saying that i suck or whatever which is weird because he was always like super nice to me back then so I things don't change man I don't, I don't know why that is because it's, it's happened to me also i just feel like people that come from the same place if they're in a certain if they stay the same and they see you kind of on the rise or whatever they don't want to see that it's unfortunate but it does happen uh because until we called him out on it he thought that he was just okay to just try to run you down i, I mean i saw it myself in the comments in the yeah. youtube comments so i'm glad that we got that out of the way because you're on a whole different level bro from anybody at least right at least right now yeah i mean i thought you were gonna call it shady k or no uh, not shady. <laughs> no no uh, okay, so that, that that's your run back. Um, we do have some questions from the community, from the Marvel 2 community that uh, I want to knock out. Uh, no Channel from uh, YouTube, LOL. He says, in your opinion, who has the best Doom on the planet? Oh, man, this is a tough question. All right, I'll be, I'll be honest. There, I can't pick one because there's things I like about everyone's Doom. You so, have to pick one, bro. I'll, I'll, you got to pick just, one. Let me just go over what I like about everyone's Doom. Okay. I'll be quick. Okay, okay, okay. So Andy Doom is the bravest Doom. Andy Doom, like, he has a cyst that back up Doom the best. Yes. And he's fearless with Doom. Yes. And he has, he has really good spacing with Doom. He has good reads with Doom. If you try to jump fierce, he'll jump him and, and do the pink shit to snipe you. Do the pink shit. World Machu has, like, the most technical Doom. He can do everything a Doom can do. Sweet Rock Super on deck. Yeah. His oh, movement his is movement, his yeah. movement is amazing with Doctor Doom. He's so fast with Doom. He knows how to poke with Doom. Um, I would say Clock has a really great Doom. Clock is probably the most freestyle with Doom. He'll use all of Doom's tools. Like Clock varies his tools based on matchup. Like you see him do certain things in certain matchups. Like against Storm, for instance, he's the only Doom that that I I see when Storm runs. He jumps into the top of the team and flies and fierces her. Um, yeah. a lot of other Dooms don't really do that. So right. Clockwork knows all the matchup. All, all the matchup stuff. So if I had to pick one, oh man, that's tough. I'd probably pick World. Just yes. cause <laughs> World. World, shout out the world, world is yeah. Shout outs to Daryl for for uh, up in the game with that. Uh, second question is from Edward Colon from YouTube. He says, or he asks, 
What do you see players constantly doing wrong when trying to get out of the trap? Don't get hit. <laughs> you got a block because if Strider touches you, he gets another bar and like two extra traps. And speaking from experience, guys, if you get hit, that's a wrap from the trap. <laughs> yeah. Don't get hit. Yeah. Uh, let's see. K West for Life from YouTube. He says, what is, what exactly made you want to roll with Strider Sentinel Doom instead of other top tier teams? So, hmm. As I mentioned, ninjas are freaking cool, dude. And I don't, like, I enjoy playing Strider. Like, I actually really enjoy playing him. I know he's not, like, I've, I heard people say my, my talent at this game is wasted on a character like Strider because I have a Sentinel. But at the same time, I feel like I don't enjoy playing other characters as much as him. Like, because I don't see Strider as just a trap character. He can do a bit of everything. He can rush down. He can throw stuff at you. Yeah. Teleport. You know, he can do all this stuff. And a trap is just icing on the cake. But to me, I, I feel like the way that I view him as a character is pretty open-ended, right? The trap is awesome and everything, but I just have the most fun playing him, you know? And the best team for him is that team. And at the end of the day, I think that you, you said it perfectly. You... Oh, you love ninjas, right? No, I love ninjas. <laughs> but he feels great when when you're controlling him. So it, the the game, I think, is 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 what you, what you like. You play the game the way you want to play it, and if it feels like it, it feels great, if it works for you, then what what else is there to do? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I th I feel like the character just flows great when it when it's in your hands. Yeah, it just feels right to me. Yeah, the team just feels right to me, and like, that's all that matters because your results and, and your your track record speaks for itself, man. That's what, that's what it's all about. Um, do you have any closing statements for the community? Anybody that's that's looking to get into the game, uh, anybody that's listening, do you have any words of encouragement, anything that you want to get yeah. off your chest? Any shout-outs? Um, first of all, thanks to you guys for having me. I haven't seen you guys in a while, like I said, and it's been awesome, so I appreciate you having me on this podcast. Shout-out to all my friends. Shout-out to Duck Doe, man. Duck, oh, yeah. Duck Doe, when 2018 came around, I started playing with Duck, and Duck really whipped him into shape. In terms of training, the legend himself. There, I've been blessed to be able to study under so many top players. Like, so when I didn't mention I wanted to was Krizzle. Krizzle actually taught me a lot. Before bots, I know I I, I played with Krizzle back in the day, but before bots, I played with Krizzle. He gave me like the best advice in MBC2 I've ever gotten, and it carried me far. Like his advice, since I know everyone's gonna ask, is his advice is like if you have one character left at the end, even if they're full health, you messed up. You have to fight as much as you can to keep your team alive because if, if you keep your team alive anything is possible right That's true and i was like it sounds like such dumb advice right Not, no it's solid and it's just like i was like okay he's like, if you have a he's like a pixel strider sentinel and doom is better than a full life dr doom for like don't forget that and then i was like okay so chris will really help me a lot really good advice, solid man. advice man. yeah because imagine like with your team if you have yes. iron man alive yes. guard tag guard break infinite and correct yeah. correct so yeah. since then, I started keep focusing on keeping my team alive. Anything could happen, man. And to all the new dudes out there, like we all started where you are now. Everyone you see now who achieved anything in this game was once you. After the end, at the end of this podcast, you know that I was in your shoes before, you know, trying to learn. But now you have it. You have access to all these resources. So please use them if you want to play this game. Go wholeheartedly into this game. You know, because it is an experience. It is a journey. You'll make the best friends you, you've ever had. Don't let anyone tell you it doesn't matter because it does. What you do in this game matters. And and if you, uh, for all the newcomers, if you're worried about equipment, just know that you can still access the game once again on PC, on computer, 
There's uh, emulators that you can use. Uh, all of your new age equipment for the PS4, or for Xbox One, whatever the case is, these sticks are compatible. So you can get started uh, through PC, and then eventually, once you have access to the older consoles uh, for Dreamcast, you can you can work your way down if you want to. But anybody can pick up the game at any time. You can record your own content. I mean, we're living in an era that's that's truly blessed when it comes to Marvel 2. Yes, so absolutely. don't be discouraged. As Andrew said, we're accessible. You can reach us. Uh, as far as uh, Lockdown, you'll find all of the links below for his uh, social media. You can find him at twitch.tv slash Lockdown87. That's Lock, L-O-C. YouTube, Lockdown, and Twitter, Lockdown87. Hit him a fo- uh, Shoot him a follow. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you turn the notifications on because he's going to be posting up that hot Strider <laughs> Ninja content that you guys crave. Uh, anything else, brother? No, that's it. All right, guys. Ivan, anything else? Yeah, well, shout-outs to Locke, man. Thank you for coming by and being a guest on our show. We, it was a pleasure having you and catching up, man. It's always great memories. Hope everybody had a good time on the podcast. Love to see you on the next one. All right, guys. And the the uh, next episode should be coming up soon. I'm trying to keep these uh, more consistent in, instead of a once-a-month basis. So just stay tuned. Um, hit us up with the comments. If you have anything else for Locke, make sure you comment. And uh, Locke, thanks again, man. Thanks for coming on. It's, Thank you. Dude, two years, man. I can't believe <laughs> yeah. It's been two years since I've seen you, bro. Yeah. Uh, hopefully we get some games in soon, and uh, I'll catch you on the next one, right? For sure. All right, guys. Thanks, thanks for listening. Everyone. Take care.